four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season numero two, episode number 38. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. Oh, I love that. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What's going on, Big Adam? Tommy, it's great to be back in the studio, back in the saddle again at the start of the show. This is the first time in I don't know how long that somebody else got to introduce you instead of you introducing yourself. Here in my eye, <laughs> you were bust. You were beaming over there a little bit, like, "Oh man, I'm so happy right now!" I love hearing my name, <laughs> especially associated with El Gran. El Gran. <laughs> and you know, I was ready to say, "And behind the control board is none other than Godzilla." Yes, it it didn't happen. Godzilla took off. Has he walked off? I don't know where he's he at. He stormed off out of, out of the studio. I, I, I haven't seen him. I what? did see. I did see an earlier video though. He he put out some production. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw some of his videos that he put out this I, week. I think it's. I think he's having problems with his uh with his maid. I did. <laughs> I did what? I didn't know he had servants. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get to see Cosino's video. He I, uh, he must uh, not. I did yeah. see that. <laughs> I didn't see any problem with the maid though. <laughs> She, she was getting all the. She was wiping things down I quite know. well, very vigorously. <laughs> there was there was there was heart clouds popping up. I said, I don't know what happened to, yeah, to Godzilla's atomic breath. I don't see anything in there that was a problem. I said he was said something that he was delayed, you know, drinking coffee or something. I don't know uh, what it was. Oh, okay. And then after that, I haven't heard anything else from him. So just making minor spills I just, all around the house. I don't, like I, I'm just saying, you, could, I, you, could you get that, please? I just want to make it very clear, Godzilla. You, there was a spot for you today. We had you ready to go behind yeah. the control board, and I would have opened the door for Godzilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's been here earlier, actually, during all that time that he helped me out. So, oh, well, so <laughs> that's good. It's good <laughs> you had that level of support. I was afraid that if he would have got here early, he would have locked us both out. <laughs> <laughs> the Godzilla show. <laughs> 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 that's only on the WhatsApp. Oh, man. But, Adam, yeah, we're ready to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast. Available, guess where, Adam? On Spotify. Yes. Apple Podcast app. Yes. RSS Podcast. CastBox. And many other of your favorite DSPs. Virtually any of them. Yeah, that's right. Just look it up. Yeah, you just have to. Actually, that's the whole deal. If you write the Tommy and Adam Hart Today podcast, mm -hmm. it's it shows up in a whole bunch of them. Yes. All the little nooks and crannies. So I kind of I, I think that the more time that you do this, I think the more it gets distributed by RSS. Because yeah, I think after a while they just say, "Well, I guess these guys aren't going to quit, so we might as well just put put their shit on our, our on our service." <laughs> it's, this is a game of resistance. Yeah. 
if you get past like 30 <laughs> episodes or 40 episodes, they say, well, I guess it's a regular thing. They were like, damn it, Adam left and this idiot kept on going for himself here. <laughs> They're going to have some space to clear out the list. Well, you no. know you know that one email that we got that that one fan said, one down and one to go? Oh, wow. That, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that, that was, was a bit cruel. That was my motivator, though, is I was thinking about that email the whole time. I'm like, man. Do I want to give that one uh, any kind of... You're the uh, last surviving member. I will. Jay, boom, down. <laughs> I, Me, that, down. That's why I was shocked. No, but you had a mission. You were on a mission. So I, had, yeah. I did have a mission. You, you did, were, we, did we check the numbers? Have we have we spiked I in, in the Florida I, I region? Haven't, I haven't checked yet. There was some spiking. Was I, there spiking? I, yeah, they were spiking, but on the downside, on the negative. Oh. <laughs> that's what was Negative going spike. On. Yes. Damn it. Yeah, that's the whole thing right now. COVID is... It's, I guess the whole deal was COVID never left, Adam. Oh, we have that deal and we have the Afghanistan deal. Oh, my God. Yes, that was so a, much deal. That's a big fucking mess. But I'll tell you what, though. The big mistake was when the world leaders heard the Time and Adam Hard to Name podcast episode the number. The, the, was it? Number? The exclusive Taliban interview. That's right. The Taliban yeah. Pope. Remember that? Yes, that I we actually, that. our special recording team, they actually had the translation on there. So, you know what? They, they could have seen this coming. But they failed at it. Our podcast was providing not a, not a public service, an international service. All these government agents are so far-reaching, and they yeah. go all, all ends of the earth. It was right there for them. In their how, face. How come they, they, they dropped the ball on that? So when did this shit explode? A couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. So, so and yeah. that podcast was recording, I believe, on the tenth of July. Yeah, they had a couple of they had a, a few weeks of notice. I'm sure all their you know all their spy agencies and all that at least at least they had a chance to hear yeah. it. Yeah, too bad that they weren't listening to you know uh, we shit on the <laughs> 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 on the infidels Tommy and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> They're not big fans. Nah, apparently. shame on them. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no, I know they heard it. <laughs> I know they heard it for sure. <laughs> oh, Man, that no. is just no, but that is an absolute clusterfuck. I mean, whoever whoever believed for a minute that those assholes were just gonna go ahead and you know let bygones be bygones? Absolutely, they're idiots. Whoever thought that. And one. how could that pullout be such a, a clusterfuck that all of this equipment and all of these. Uh, helicopters and so many arms are just left oh be left behind. Jeez. What? How does this happen? Oh, dude, I don't know. Uh, that that's I guess for somebody else to answer. But honestly, you know what the the news that the, the one that shocked me the most is when uh, beyond the explosion that be, killed no, a whole no, bunch well, of people. Yeah, that, no, that that was gonna happen. I, I wasn't All surprised right. one bit. That's a damn fucking shame. We should have seen that one coming as well. Mm -hmm. Thing is, when oh, is either the president or somebody came on there and said, "We are telling all Americans, if if they want to leave, we will provide a way to get them out." And I'm thinking, like, if <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> moron is yeah. you know is left that is not even an, an, an Afghan because they don't want nobody there. You heard these fuckers? They didn't want any. <laughs> That's about the only truth they said on that special recording we heard. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want nobody there. That's right. 
God, yeah. man. But it was just like this. Huge mess. I'm looking at the news. No, it, it fucking pissed me off. So this is my opinion. My Hold on. I think we have some production oh. that could be used at this point, okay. which it's newly right. developed. I'm gonna give hold you on. My, hold, up, hold up. I'm serious. I'm going to give you my, uh, my, my idea, my opinion. I know. But, but I have, I have oh. some production oh, okay, to play okay, right okay, here, okay, okay, okay. which will be good. Okay. <laughs> if you're in need of a restroom break, maybe you need to put the dog out, or perhaps you require a bit of nourishment, I'd advise you do so now. This is a flashback, ram, or the unsolicited opinion of our own Tommy Martinez, here on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. That's fucked up, Adam. Well, I'm putting the warning out there. Like, there's there's going to be some uh, unsolicited opinion coming right now. You took the wind out of my sails. With that bullshit. When, when the hell did you come up with that? I was letting you gather your thoughts oh, while no. all that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, here's, here's my rat, damn it. Okay. If you're an American, okay, mm-hmm. and you were stuck there, God knows how many horrible assault, torture, rape that end up killing you. God knows what else they could do to you before they even do that. You know, that's what you're that's what you're there to to, to take on if you decide to stay. First of all, if you're not in the you're government, staying in what capacity? That, what capacity is a person going to stay there? There's no embassy. Exactly. There's nothing there. What the hell are you doing there? It's like these freaking assholes that go hiking in uh, Iran. If you're an American, you're picking up stakes and you're getting out of there unless you're a loony. You should <laughs> You, thank you for helping me in my rant. You should not, at, unless you're working for the government, you have some kind of business there, you know, due to whatever it may be, post 9-11 attacks, whatever it sure. may be, that's handle your business and get the hell out of there. Right. Do not stay. You're going to be, what whatever those guys are doing to goats. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. They'll be doing to you in triple. Yeah. You remember that girl that we covered? She went out and shot the Taliban for shooting, uh, for killing her father and her mom. Yeah, I hope she's a hero. <laughs> yeah, I hope she's gone. Yeah, they're not big fans of people that were Absolutely friendly, friendly not, to us. Absolutely man. All. It's like, oh man, you you took the. I was really ready to go. You, in you there. had more. You had more behind that. Oh. <laughs> what kind of shit? <laughs> you produced something to fuck with me. <laughs> I I was welcoming you back last week. <laughs> Uh, no, come on, man. It's just crazy. It is. Very- it, it, it boggles the mind. There's just no way. I, I don't see it. It seems like there wasn't ample planning on getting people out that even wanted to get out. It, it, it just, this is the date has come around, and now, oh, yeah, we have to move all these people out of here. And it was just a storm, a, yeah. a mad storm at it, the airport. It, it looked like Grand Central Station, oh, a bunch of God, people running and trying to get on the fucking train. And it's all these C-17s, mm-hmm. and they're jam-packed. There was no equipment, though. You Thank God. They threw, they threw all the equipment out. And they're trying to cling to the side like Tom Cruise. You, you saw those videos, I'm sure, too. Oh, <laughs> There was some brutal movies came out of that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was Oh man, Adam! How about Adam? We just run right into this into this train wreck of a podcast. <laughs> By the way, great podcast last week. Oh my God, it was one. Our uh, last episode, excuse it, me. It was one uh, for the record books. It was. It was, great, it was really on the greatest hits, probably. Awesome. I, you know, which one was your favorite part? <laughs> 
Oh, the appearance of Jay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Jay, Jay yeah, in yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. He's looking good, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I still think it's the third birthday was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Forget this. What do we got here, Adam? Well, you remember this as a child, don't you? Yeah, when your kids were around? This is right. the metal version of Go Go Power Rangers. <laughs> How fitting! Listen, listen to that shredding. Oh wow! Listen to that. Hold on, up a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, then is it in Japanese? No. Oh, there it is. You can hear it. Oh, wow. Isn't that fantastic? Ooh, all right. Good, ad- good stuff. Uh, good morning, Adam, man. Good morning. Today is August the 28th of 2021. And today, Adam, mm-hmm. so fitting, it is National Power Ranger Day. Power Ranger Day? That's right. So the, the actual group, the Power Rangers, have an official day? Yeah, I think this is Who gave gonna, it to them? I think this is going to go under the same... Uh, principle as when oreo gave themselves a <laughs> Remember, oh. i should have had a i should have had some kind of a rant music for you that day you're really going off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to come up with something to, to get that vengeance back on you dude so what what do we do for na- for power ranger day is that is that like a mattel or hasbro i mean i think it's who? sable well let me read what it says here it says, okay. it says on august the 28th it's morphing time national power rangers day officially recognizes the original teenagers with attitude and celebrates all things power rangers mm. in 1993 five ordinary teenagers exploded on pop culture scene with the launch of the mighty Morphin. Power Rangers. Yes. Oh, man. Absolutely. Together, they broke down barriers. They defeated evil by demonstrating teamwork, inclusivity, and diversity to people of all ages. Hmm. Why do these words keep popping up? (laughs) (laughs) Inclusivity and diversity. Did you notice that when you saw them? I mean, I never even looked at that. Uh, I'm not the best person to ask because I never watched the Mighty Morphin I never Power seen, Rangers. I, never, I, saw, I was out that they were on TV. I don't think I saw a full episode. When did they come out? Was it like the 90s or something? I wish Godzilla was here because it's kind of like a Godzilla ripoff anyway. It's kind of like a, a is it a Japanese yeah, origin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's, uh, I that, think that they, Saban company is an Asian company. It is, it is. It's, and then uh, they're making all kinds uh-huh, of films yeah. and things. Today, this grand tradition continues as new Power Ranger teams and new generations of fans discover these essential values again. Mm, yes. So I'm, it's all they're doing is they're revamping it. So what was the what was the uh, inclusivity that they had? Did they have like female ver- female Power Rangers? Yep. And mm-hmm. Black and white and Asian all mixed in. Yep, that, that's that what it was? was. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it today, but uh, I would think that there would be a one that's a Rainbow Power Ranger. If they're going to be doing it. I think that was Teletubbies. Didn't Teletubbies have like a rainbow Teletubby? I think the Teletubby that was a rainbow Teletubby was the purple one. Tink? The, was his name Tink? I can't remember. I think it was his name was Tink. Uh, on National, Robert, um, National Power Rangers Day, everyone gets to be a Power Ranger. What are your Ranger skills and abilities, Adam? Can I do one of those flips and like... Kick a kick a wall down or something. That's and then, and here's the other question. They're great is, gymnasts. Okay, yeah, they are. 
But I think those kids know martial arts too. I think that's oh, part of it too. Yeah. Do you have super strength or enhanced memory? No. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Maybe your talent hasn't been discovered yet. Oh. That's okay. It says here, can you podcast like the Tommy? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's our skill. I could do that one. <laughs> Ultimately, the goal is calling your friends, color coordinating at them, and celebrating the day. But color coordinating means I'm green, so you can't be green. You have to be Red Ranger, Yellow Ranger, right? Right. Because you can't have two Red Rangers maybe, in, your, in your group. Maybe you could have a light red. Like a pink? That there's would, a pink ranger. There's a pink ranger, but then you could also have like a fuchsia. Now, is the pink ranger a girl? Because that's kind of a sexist thing. The pink ranger should be a guy. That'd be more inclusive into the pink. I don't know, because I think Little Nas, he dressed up as a pink <laughs> He dressed up as a, as a pink cowboy not too long ago. Real, oh, did he? Cowboys were known as rangers, too, weren't they? <laughs> did they ride the range? I think I think that, that barrier was broken down already. Wow. So it says, it says here uh, <laughs> how to observe uh, the power. <laughs> How many people have a Power Ranger outfit? It's Halloween, just a couple of months to go. Okay, you answer the door. How many Power Rangers do you see? Do you see a whole bunch of Power Rangers? I don't think so. I don't, no. I don't think so anymore. They're grasping at straws with this day. There's not that many people who are going to celebrate this day. This is a, this is a lesser day. Well, we'll get to listen to some heavy metal version of the song. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's that's a good thing. We just play that on a loop, we, yeah, for like twenty four hours for all day long. You know? <laughs> so hopefully, it's that guy who sings the sings the uh, Iron Maiden the, the Iron Maiden song. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it was pretty close. And like uh, Eddie Van Halen on steroids, doing all those oh, shreddings. Wow. Anyway, how to observe? So yeah, obviously, you hashtag it. You know, with National Power Rangers Day, right? And whether <laughs> whether you are red, yellow, pink, black, or blue, green. Or whatever your favorite color. He says you could add your favorite color on there. Power Rangers on the 28th. It's morphing time. Celebrate your passion for the Power Rangers. Wear your gear on social media and share your memories. Okay. Let's let's check our social media later on and see how many Power Rangers we see. (laughs) Oh, man. We got enough haters out of this. Can you imagine? Probably get a deluge of oh Power Rangers. God, people. here's other ways to do it. Just watch your favorite episode, which I have none. I have no no favorites. Get sketching. Draw your favorite Power Rangers in action. Okay, your artsy side. <laughs> Come on, that's what it says this here. I don't lame. know. Lame. <laughs> on Oreo Day, at least you could eat an Oreo. <laughs> Pick a goal and practice a skill, Adam. Be it you know, uh, kicking high. You got to wear that bullshit <laughs> outfit too while you're doing it. <laughs> Until you attain it. Oh my god. <laughs> right. It says pick a skill, right? And you know that they kick high. They're you know the, well they do like flips. Flips flip and kicks stuff like and that. things so, like that. So you know, like in college. So let's say let's so we go out to KU, right? Sure. And what if there's like a sorority practicing power? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could be the judge of their oh, Power Ranger contest. We wouldn't have to get involved in it. We, no, we could just yeah. watch and say, "Oh, that's good form, right there." Yeah, right. And we could take notes. We could watch them kick, and we could watch them split, <laughs> kick and <laughs> kick, split, yep, flip. You're sick of all these things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving ideas here for. I'm just, just whatever. So share the Power Rangers teamwork, inclusivity, and diversity with others. It might be good that we have the helmet on too, because it'd be inconspicuous that way. <laughs> Who are those creepy weirdos? They would know. Hey, who is that guy? There's no way of telling. So so dark glasses are not going to (laughs) work. Write a scene or an entire episode for Power Rangers Day. I don't know. They're just, what? 
Are, is there still such a thing as like a, the cartoon or are there still producing yeah, yeah. TV shows? Yep, it does. Yep, yep, yep. They're just asking for material. Dude, check this out. This is one of the most recognizable franchises in the world is what it says here. I'll agree with that. I mean, I know. I know who they are, even though I've never watched a show. And, and has one of the most popular taglines in history. It's morphing time. Fuck, look, they're power morphers. Do you know what these do? No. They turn anyone they touch into a Power Ranger. Man, you lying to me. Let's go. It's morphing time, man. Dude, I'm the Red Ranger. What? Man, the pink is on me. It's not like <laughs> you come home drunk. <laughs> it's morphing time. <laughs> and the little lady punches you. <laughs> Then do I morph or does she morph? <laughs> I think I think you're gonna need to morph into like a pussy whipped husband. <laughs> now you know what happens with this national day is you are going to give a secondary national day at the end. There's another national day, and it's going to be better than National Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Day. Okay. It is also National Cherry Turnover Day. Oh, so much better than <laughs> friggin' Power Rangers, and it's red on the inside. <laughs> So wait better. a minute, wait a minute, cherry turnovers could also be pink on the inside. <laughs> oh my god, it was lame without a doubt. Today in History Adam, brought to you by history.com and on this day.com. And this is Iron Maiden Moon Child. Yes, it is. This is off the seventh, seventh day of the seventh day. Seventh seven son of a seventh seven son. Of something crazy. We yes. just did this album not too long ago. Yeah, I know. We can just listen to this. It's only like seven minutes long. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it's a, a short It's a short one. It's a short day this song. <laughs> what happened in history, Tommy? 1835, Adam. 1835, <laughs> yes. August the 25th. Uh-huh. 1835, buddy. Check this out. Tell me. The first in a series of six articles announcing the supposed discovery of life on the moon appeared in the New York Sun newspaper. How did they make this discovery? <laughs> how, did they, how did they make this discovery? Uh-huh. In 1835. And here's all this time, and we still don't believe it. What the heck? <laughs> did they only like see mice running around because it's made of cheese? Now check this out. This, oh. is, this is wonderful here. This is what's so great about, uh, about history. Known collectively... I guess all six articles as the Great Moon Hoax. So, in other okay. words, in other words, the New York Sun was fucking with people. Okay, so that's excellent. Yeah, the articles were supposedly reprinted from the Indenburg Journal of Science, supposedly. So they even cited an official some, science yeah, journal. <laughs> I like that. The byline was Dr. Andrew Grant described as a colleague of Sir John Herschel, a famous astronomer of the day. Okay. So I guess they were trying to throw out names, and it says Herschel had, in fact, traveled to Cape Town in South Africa in January of 1934 to set up an observatory with a powerful new telescope. So they came up with a whole fucking story for this thing. 
but, check. but this was 18. This is 18, 18 yes, 1835. So okay. this, is, this, is, this is really great right here. As Grant described it, Herschel had found evidence of life forms on the moon, including such fantastic animals. Now get this. Mm-hmm. Unicorns. Wow. <laughs> okay. Two-legged beavers and furry. <laughs> I feel like I've seen some of those as my as well. They came from the moon. <laughs> well, it was 1835. Of course, they're furry. <laughs> I think they get bikini waxes now. <laughs> uh, oh man! beavers. <laughs> Ew, no one wants to see your hairy beaver. What hairy beaver? <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, <laughs> this is such a special animal. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm not, I'm not joking with you, man. This is off of This is in the story. This is history.com. Okay. Unicorns. <laughs> two-legged beavers. Two-legged beavers. Very furry ones. <laughs> and furry. Wow, wow, wow. This is a good... Uh, there's not going to be anything better than two-legged beavers. I'm going to tell you much right now. Okay. Winged humanoids resembling bats. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. The article also offered, excuse me, the articles also offered vivid descriptions of the moon's geography, mm. complete with massive craters, yes. enormous amethyst crystals. I don't know what that is. Amethyst? Amethyst. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being back again. Sure. Uh, rushing rivers and lush oh. vegetation. Really? Uh-huh. Did they have a powerful telescope, or that, or that one thing that like, like they had on the ship, where they'd pull it? The one, the one little thing they had like two pieces of glass that were kind of oblong. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the fur on the two-legged two beavers was probably getting caught up on the vegetation. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it was so lush. Oh, we can't even go for the rest of the story. Fuck this. <laughs> oh, wow. Adam, today is sports history, buddy. Uh-huh. And these are the king signs out of the wardrobe. Yeah. Excellent song, dude. He married back in 65. It's a story. There's a story in here. It's a story related Two-legged to this. Two-legged beavers. <laughs> Related to, related to this story right here. Actually, it is about the beavers. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> ah, did I say sports history is brought yes, to you by history.com and on this day.com slash sports? Okay, good deal. Yes. 1976, Adam. Mm-hmm. The United States Tennis Association barred transgender athlete Renee Richards from competing in the U.S. Open as a woman. Okay. 70, 76, you said. 76, yeah. Got it. Stating Richards must pass a chromosomal test. Oh, uh, okay. Can't pass that one. No. Richards failed the test. Uh, no surprise there. Sued the USTA, the U.S. Tennis Association, and won the right a year later to compete via the New York Supreme Court in a ruling that they had made in her favor. Nowadays, do they, do they still do like the uh, hormonal test? Where if you're transitioning from one sex to the other, you can take these hormones, so your testosterone is repressed and your estrogen is increased, right? So if you're in the the proper 
hormonal range they'll allow you to play. Is, is, they, is that still what they do? I would think that they still do that okay. because that's that's one of those. Uh, that'd be an unfair advantage, if right? You're, if you're like ripped on testosterone, I mean, why would they stop testing for that? I don't know. Well, well yeah, if you're, would, if you're committed to the transitioning, you're going to want to suppress all the the things that testosterone. I mean, does, they're yeah. they're testing for HGHs, so yeah. I wouldn't know. Anyway, Richards was born Richard Raskin in 1934. In high school, Raskin was a four sport athlete, mm-hmm. primarily focused on tennis. And after a high school, Raskin moved on to Yale, where Raskin captained the men's tennis team. Captain the men's team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, in 1959, Raskin graduated from the University of Rochester Medical Center, specializing in ophthalmology. Uh, as an ophthalmologist, first Raskin also played professional tennis, making the U.S. Open semifinals. Yada yada yada. But, but it sounds uh, like he'd be an, an or she would be an older athlete because in '76, because. Graduating in 59, puts you around 23 mm-hmm. or so. So you'd be yeah. like a 40-year-old athlete. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But Rashkin fought Adam in inner turmoil. Inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a very good and very full life as Richard. Okay. Okay. Richard but Raskin. I, yes. But I had this other side of me which kept emerging, Richard's told the BBC in 2015. Mm. What? Uh, this person is saying yes. is that inside of him was a woman. And that's right. why he went through all his changes and whatnot. And he wanted to keep competing. So, you know, I'll tell you what, and, and mm-hmm. all seriousness, and please don't play the, the music on my rants because I'm not going to go into no. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a rant on this one. <laughs> okay. It, this is 1976. For some reason, within all this turmoil, uh, these transgenders wanting to compete. I haven't heard this story, uh, you know, repeated as, hey, here's the pioneer of this mess. Because hmm. I would think that Richard Raskin, on, or what was the name uh, when came a woman? Something Richards. Uh, I forgot the name already. It, Renee Richards. Renee Richards, yes. I, have you heard anything? No, I have not. You would think, hmm. you know, it's everybody is, is, is uh, wrapped up with, uh, what's the guy from the Kardashians? Oh man, the the, the dad that turned oh, into oh, a woman. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's concerned with that. Well, yes, that was a that was a popular person in the spotlight as a man converting over to a woman later on in age. But this person right here actually wanted to compete and actually won a a uh, a lawsuit through the New York Supreme Court. Hmm. You would think that they would bring this up, don't you think? Yes. So, so now I wonder. So it's not a new thing, really. This yeah. is this has been this has already visited us one time before. Now, That's what caught my attention. Now, is this. there anything else about uh, Miss <clears throat> Richards that would uh, cast her in a negative light? That would be the question. No, there's because nothing. As soon, as, soon not. as there's something that puts you in a negative light, then you kind of get pushed aside. There's and, and nothing, you're not, and you're not there's brought up absolutely as, a, nothing. as a trailblazer. There's no. In 1975, Richards underwent the gender affirmation surgery, which I didn't know that was called that. Uh, Richards still wanted to play tennis, but the sport wasn't receptive. No shit. Right. The court ruling made the USTA's objection moot. Uh, when an individual such as the plaintiff is success- a successful physician, a husband and father, <laughs> which is now a woman, mm-hmm. finds it necessary. Uh, for his own mental sanity to undergo a sex reassignment, New York Supreme Court Judge Alfred Asconi wrote, the unfounded fears and misconceptions of defendants must give way to the overwhelming medical evidence that this person is now a female. 
but here's here's what gets me the most on that. And then he says he retired from tennis at 47 because mm. you were bringing up this. Uh, sure. You were bringing up that uh, age thing. You know, you did you did math, Adam. You know that. Well, I didn't get down to act- actual <clears throat> numbers. You were in the zone. Yes, you were in the zone, zone math. Exactly. Okay. So and but see, he had he had went through a uh, what was that test? The chromos- an actual, an actual the chromosomal test. I, that one. I mean, that would show evidence that he was. You know, this is such a big debate. You know. Is it? I, yeah, it can be. I mean, look look at me. I'm a big dumbass, and I'm ready to go ahead and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> I'm ready to argue it. You know, no, because the because the, the judge says here it's overwhelming medical evidence. The only test that they cite in the story, though, I mean, it depends on who wrote this. It says that you know he failed the chromosomal test. Well, which, which you would, and because yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's from birth, that's, right? And you can't change that. That would be the Y's and the X's, right? That sure, mean, uh, that, you know, absolutely. But know. probably at that point, maybe in '76, there wasn't the hormonal tests where you you'd check the levels of the 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 the, the, the hormones of each sex, um, and it was it was only down to we want to get to what were you born as? That's what you are, <laughs> and what can you compete as? Do you think that when they when they get uh when they get injected for their boobs and they and they cut their wiener off, do you think that takes away their you know some power as a man as a competitor? I tell you what it what it does. I'll tell you what it does. If you're going down this road, you have to take these hormones, and the, the hormones. Listen, the hormones. <laughs> the hormones have the effect. Uh, there is a. There's a person that I know. <laughs> the wiener. There's a person that I know going through this. Okay. And there is the the giving of the hormones, and the hormones accentuate the traits that you want. That not the surgical breasts, but the growing of breasts and the uh, the, the female <laughs> the female things the the, the female uh, hormones okay. promote the growth of the breasts. I mean, they're not going to be double D's. But you're going to have some natural forming breasts. Wow! And you're going to have reduced body hair. It's going. To, these are things that you would want as a woman. Wow! So I yes, do, I and, do need music for and you. And I have heard a a comment directed at me, uh, in in discussion of this, where these female hormones caused a level of weakness, like you lost strength, like the testosterone is being repressed, and it's a, it affects that level of performance that one would have. Wow, you know what? I am an ignorant bastard. <laughs> for real. I mean, but I, if you're if you're taking it for real, then you do these hormone things. Now, if you're like trying to scam weightlifting or something and, you know, you don't make any of those changes, of course you're going to have an, a competitive advantage. You know, I I started laughing because I said wiener not because <laughs> Well, every time we say wiener, it's just funny. <laughs> I demand! I demand! I demand! Penis! But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I I didn't think about that. That's a, wow, man, what a serious moment. And you were serious about it, too. I, I'm sorry. I, I know, started. I tried. I, I was like, like I holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Learn something. Wow, Isn't that neat? Wow. I know somebody who went through, a, a, through who's gone through a, through a uh, think, how com- think how committed you'd have to be to oh, no, make you, that you know, choice, to make that decision. It's I mean, incredible. Well, I, I, I couldn't imagine. I uh, know, no, it's no, me neither. <laughs> I'm glad too. <laughs> no, for real, that has to be horrible because listen to this guy's story. You yeah. know, he had all that turmoil inside. You know, that's not bullshit. You know, you, you have the turmoil inside, and then you have to fight outwardly with people around you trying to put you back into yeah, like, the box that like you don't want to be. Like ignorant people like me. Well, 
No, I mean, now I'm that, educated. That's just no. the way it was back then. Thank you, Adam, for educating me and our listeners of the Tommy and Adam Art and A podcast available on Spotify. It's time to sell plug. <laughs> Apple Podcast app. After that uh, mess we're plugging. <laughs> Hey, who knows? We hit it with the Taliban Pope. We might hit it with this one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. There's always, you know, the lightning sometimes does strike, strike twice. Adam, we're going to start today yeah. in rock history. You know we're going to start it with, buddy? What is it going to be? We're going to start it with this right here. This weekend, oh yeah, KISS! And this is Wicked Lester, baby! Wicked Lester? Wicked Lester. What is this, Tommy? Wicked Lester! <laughs> What's the name of the song, she. Tommy? Oh, there it is. We were just talking about a sheep. Yeah. That's what we were. Coincidence? Yes. Yeah. Totally. This is uh, Wicked Lester, man. The, the group that uh, the Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley's were, were in before Kiss. Okay. This is one of the recordings. So what year was this approximately? Early this is, early seventies. This is early seventies, late sixties. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I, this is one of my songs. I should know, but I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, have, has they ever brought this one out of mothballs and say, for this special event, we're going to play this live in a concert? I have never heard it played live in a concert. But you can hear but the. They, but they'll you, like included in a box set of some. You sort. can hear the tambourine on it. Mm-hmm. You know what else is on? What other instrument is prominently displayed on this? On this. Uh, a hurdy gurdy. A flute. Oh, really? A, a flautist is yes, on there? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Who's playing the flute? I don't know. <laughs> this is 1960. I was like five. Okay. <laughs> wow. 1970, I was about five, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you didn't even know about this at five. No, I didn't know. <laughs> but no, Adam, in 1977, though, uh-huh. Kiss played their first of three nights at the Forum in Inglewood, California, baby. Three nights. That's right, 1977, mm-hmm. though. The shows were compiled for their Alive Two. Deuce album that was released later, and just you know, a couple of months later in October of 1977. So they struck lightning, and they wanted to strike lightning twice with an Alive 2. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> you're like your your biggest, most successful record. There was probably. money to be made, exactly. as <laughs> as always. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Always the bottom line. Wicked money, <laughs> no doubt. Oh yeah, dude. But it's, three sold out shows in the forum. Three sold out. Yeah, 1977. You know, Kiss is riding high. Yeah. You know they uh, they had had a live. You know, one what 1976 was it? And uh, they just were 1976, 1975. I can't remember right now, but but it was you know it's a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So and then you know how many other songs can you squeeze within that 18 month time frame? Brand new. Let's just stick them onto a live number two. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. So uh, it was uh, live two is okay. I get to right here somewhere. I know you do. <laughs> it's one of your albums. <laughs> it's, it's, full, full of your songs. Of course it is. It's a <laughs> block of my songs. <laughs> if you had to. If you had to choose 
between a live one and a live two, which one would you listen to if you're going to pick up and listen? Uh, they they have the same the same songs, if I remember correctly, and they have a not few, exactly the same, not songs. exactly the same, but they have some extra ones. Like I think it's like I stole your love. I love that song. All right, it's one of my songs. That's on a live two, I believe. It's you know you just lose track of so many lives sure. that Kiss has done. I think they're like at life four or five mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. You know, well, oh, we're not recording. Let's just <laughs> let's just slam in a live. Yeah, you know? easy enough. And it's so easy to do now digitally that you know it's shouldn't be that much of a big deal. But I would say, I, if for listening purposes and to listen to something different, yeah, I would go with a live two. Because still, you, a live had... one would be the would, a live one would be the number one for me. Sure, just because of you know of, of the magnitude and what the what the album represented, because that's what made Kiss blow up. But if you do things like me, where you just like wear the grooves out of the most famous one, and you just like listen it, to it to death, uh, it's so refreshing to listen to another version, like a, on a live two. Yeah, and, and that becomes one that I, oh, I'll listen to that one more than I'll listen to this one because it's already imprinted on my brain. Yeah, and it helps you. Yeah, it gets you out of the routine. Is what basically maybe what you're saying. I don't know. Sure, your listening routine. Yeah. But I would go with that, you know. I would say that oh, out of all the live albums or live albums, yeah, Live One is probably up there. You know, Peter Frampton obviously is the next one. Would you like, uh, oh, you're, you're going all live albums. Yeah, all okay. live albums. But, you know, if you look at 1976, though, 1975, I could kind of say it's pioneering. Where it comes out at to that time, yeah. Where it comes out to the masses. I'm sure there were some kind of bootlegs and, and things of that nature mm-hmm. already out there, maybe floating around in the, you know, that hippie crowd that likes, you know, sharing stuff amongst themselves. They they saw that that was a market that they could tap into. Say, oh, these are some shitty ass recordings of us. Let's go in and get it properly produced, make it sound great, and then they won't have to worry about all these little bootlegs. They'll buy our our album of songs we already know. Yeah, and already did exactly, and then they'll they'll label it vintage or something. You know, they'll put some sure. bullshit word on there. Sure. But I, I when I read when I read uh, the the uh, Paul Stanley uh, autobiography, there was parts in there that was you know that they did go in there and they they reworked them in the studio, uh, and you know that as a fan. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know that they, they, they can't be all captured. That magic just can't be all captured in all through whatever, 40, 50 minutes of whatever live record is going to last. And you're like, wow, because, you know, you could take Metallica's S&M is probably one of my other top favorite live albums. Okay, sure. And, you know, that's nonstop. That's heart rate all the way through it. And uh, when you when I read that Paul Stanley was actually admitting that they had been reworked a little bit, or what the or to what extent? So it, they went into a studio and kind of beefed no, of up things here yeah, and there. Yeah. Oh. So and his his argument not was, so alive. Yeah. So his argument was uh, his argument was more like uh, the original version was dead on arrival. We had to breathe li- yeah, life no, into no, it. No, in he the didn't studio. put it that way. I oh. think if I remember correctly, and I want to I don't, don't want to paraphrase it too much because I can't remember exactly what it said. But you could go ahead and, and do yourself a own favor and get that book and read it. It's pretty good. It just took away a little bit of that. The magic of the record, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if if that makes any sense. I guess it I get does. I get a little melancholic because it's you know one of your favorite records. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when Vince McMahon is it McMahon? Yeah, the, the wrestling guy. I always forget his name. Uh-huh. You know, he admitted that it, it, at to sports. Oh, it's fake. Yeah, that's to Sports Illustrated. It's sports fake. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So shut up, dude. You just. <laughs> 
you, you, you just fucked up a Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny too. You know? did you really have to say did that? You really have to say it. <laughs> I mean, you know, can we not just look with our own eyes? Pamela Anderson, are those fake? <laughs> Flotational devices. <laughs> yeah, but you, you see what I'm saying? It just it kind of like that kind of took it away a little bit. So I understand. So, but that was just me, you know. But you know, in talking about uh, Paul Stanley, he had COVID this week. Man, he got diagnosed with COVID. Yeah, in the news. Yeah, dude. Show canceled, right? One one show canceled. Oh, uh, so far, yeah, a show up in Pennsylvania, and the, and he's uh, vaccinated. Uh, the and whole band is the vaccinated. Whole, the whole yep, crew, the crew is vaccinated. Yep, yeah, yeah. So uh, it just goes to show you that Delta and the COVID and all that—that's you could still get it. Now I assume they're not doing their meet and greets and no, things no, like this, right? No. <laughs> Gene, Gene Simmons says, you know, without you know the cro- the COVID protocols is what they put it as, right? Uh huh. Gene Simmons, that's a pretty. They can get a, that thing that the Pope is in, yeah, like the glass a, box, <laughs> and they say, "says Hi. you know they." I think Gene Simmons was citing saying like, "Fans pay a premium for that. That's a good chunk of money that we miss out on. Really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you miss out on he's, that money. He's sacrificing. He's sacrificing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like get the hell, <laughs> get the hell out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> we can't make enough money as is, you know." <laughs> Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. this song oh been all time since a rock and roll baby rock and roll that's what this is all about right here look i got my microphone <laughs> that's like total robert plant moves right there not that not that one no no this <laughs> is this that's all tommy martinez that's right <laughs> chest bared well in 1977 again Let's revisit 19, 1977. Oh, I like that year. I was 12 years old. Uh, Led Zeppelin was amidst their uh, tour, and they had a they had a tendency to stay in a place called the Edgemont Inn in Seattle. Okay. They had been banned from staying there uh, previously for all of the destruction that they caused, and. We could talk about all the other destruction. We could talk about Bonzo driving a or riding a motorcycle through the lobby <laughs> of the L.A. Riot House, as it was referred to instead of the Hyatt House. Uh, whenever Zeppelin was there, they called it the Riot House. Uh, we could talk about Jimmy Page having to be chained to a toilet to uh, try to control him a little bit. Okay. We could talk about the Mud Shark incident. Maybe that'll come later on. But this one happens to be... For, from this 77, they they actually went in under uh, different names, so they were able to stay at the Edgemont Inn. Don't they always go under different names, though? Uh, <laughs> you would assume that they would, but they did go under different names, and I guess it was just the plan that we were going to st- we we're going to try to get in there and stay there 
Maybe they call themselves a different band. Okay. Anyway, upon finding out, the manager, upon finding out that it was actually Led Zeppelin, he allowed them to stay and provided they, be- they behaved themselves. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, upon checking out, uh, the band's tour manager, Richard Cole, was told by the young front desk worker he had to pay the $2,500 for the five TVs that the band had imagined <laughs> had managed to destroy during wow. their stay. How many rooms you got? You take five rooms. There's a TV and he's one probably. Destroy it. Why not? So this uh, this front desk worker. That's an expensive TV though. For, at, at that for, time, yeah, 77. Time, yeah. And at, then this front desk worker says, I've heard that Led Zeppelin had a tendency to throw TVs out their windows, but I thought it was just legend. I thought it was BS. Can you tell me what it feels like to, to toss a TV out of your window? And the tour manager, Richard Cole, responded by saying, Kid, there are some things in life that you've got to experience for yourself. Sliding the worker $500, he continued, You go, mate. Go toss a TV, courtesy of Libza. No kidding. <laughs> for so real? Just, so he just dropped an extra 500 bucks so he could have the experience of tossing a TV. That is so cool, man. <laughs> that's our Zeppelin history lesson. Oh, wow. For this week. Wow, that, that's a cool story, man. That, it, it's not even music related. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's the lifestyle and partying related. Oh, wow. There are so many good stories to bring up, too. Right, Adam. The Ramones, baby. These are the Ramones with Rocket and Roll High School. That's pretty cool. That's a fun little groove right there. That's right. 1979, Adam. We're going to jump two years ahead on the clock, baby. Okay. It says here the Ramones movie. Rock and Roll High School opened in theaters, man, hmm. on August the 24th of that year, man. How was that received? Oh, man, the title song became one of their classics. Mm-hmm. This is this one right here, right? Sure. And the film gained a cult following. Did it? So it's not like it you know, was like number one, like let's say Star Wars, but amongst the punk crowd and everything else. And, and not a cult following like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, no, you don't a, hear a, no. a lower level cult. Yeah, because you don't you see a lot of people dressed up like Joey Ramone going to see this movie. Let's say in the in the Orpheum, you know. Yeah. So yeah, the film is about a high school. No surprise there. Where a student, the guy's name was Riff Randall. Riff, like in guitar riff. Mm-hmm. I get it. Played by Carrie. Carrie's PJ Souls. That carries the horror movie where the car becomes alive oh. and, and possessed by the devil. That's not Carrie. Uh, that's Carrie, yeah. The car? No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. My bad. Carrie is the is the chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. I confused. She goes them. to like prom and what like was the bloody, car? What bloodies was the, up the place. What was the car's one? Oh, what is that? Anyway, I confused yeah, those I two. It's a, in the 1970s, I believe, so I fucked that up. That's okay. You can send us an email, you know, making fun Both of me. Both Stephen okay. King, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, takes on an overbearing uh, principle. That's who uh, Riff Randall did. Ew. The Ramones show up, obviously, to play at the end to help to blow up uh, the I l- school. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, 
Tommy, this sounds kind of familiar. It does. Yeah. What is this? This is the Rolling Stones Never Stop, Adam. Never Stop? No. It sounds really similar to another song. It sounds just like Start Me Up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Wow. There's a little surprise action there for you, Adam. Is this, this like uh, some studio working? Working, this, working through a song? Or, this or some is the sort? original version of Start Me Up. This is one of the ones that they were working on as they were trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to put in, what lyrics they could put on to this little jam session. This is a kind of a, uh, it says here is a reggae rhythm. So I'm going to even read the whole thing. The Rolling Stones released uh, on August the 23rd, 1981, Adam. Yeah. Tattoo You. That's right. Uh, a big hit uh, from this album was obviously, which one? Start Me Start Up. Me Up. That's right. And which they first recorded with this version that we just heard, right? This rhythm, this reggae rhythm, uh, uh, never stop. That version was scrapped, but they rocked it up for tattoo with better results. Yeah, no kidding. And so, start, start me up is something that you'd hear in like uh, sports stadiums yep, yep, all the time, right, like yeah. at the beginning of the game. It's like, all right, it's time to get pumped, motivated, and it gets, gets get everybody fired up. Yeah. Very, I mean, I, I did not know until I was actually researching for this. for this. Uh, and when I say researching, I just, just popped up in one of the histories. Mm -hmm. uh, did, 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 uh, I didn't even think. I, did I say that history uh, today in rock history is brought to you by history.com, songfacts.com, and on this day? Mm. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know about song facts. <laughs> but that's where I got it off of, and uh, I just thought, wow, that's a... You never actually hear that. Let's say uh, you don't hear the jam session to uh, Unchained. You know, how you first started, you know, uh, Van Halen's Unchained. Sure. Gotcha. That, I think that would be very cool to listen to them creating on the spot. Right. And this is a little version of what later became Start Me Up. That I was, think that's fantastic. That was one of the things that I saw in, like, when Aerosmith made Pump. And it was mm -hmm. Joe Perry and yes. Steven Tyler in the studio and Steven Tyler behind the drums. And they were working out these songs from the very genesis, the very seed of these songs. That I and, forgot and the, and that. The, and the development of those songs. You could probably go back to like Beatles' Let It Be because there, there was cameras in there yeah. for that as well. But yeah, you, that, that little germination of the song where it's, it becomes a spark and then you hold on to it and then you, you, you make things around it and you add layers. When the first riff comes out and or the riff's incomplete. Yeah. Or, they, or they'll remember a riff some, from some other uh, session and they'll try to bridge them together. Yeah, I think yeah. that. But I, when I was listening to this, yeah, never stop. Like, okay. I mean, it kind of fits. You went from never stop to start, start me, me up. up. So how about start me up and then never stop after after I'm started? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, the Stones were also in the news this week with the, yes. the death yes. of yes. Charlie Watts, the yep. drummer. Charlie Watts bit the dust, man. Yeah, 80 years old. He is the first Stone to die of old age, I believe. Is he or the second one? Dude, of old age? Yeah. Uh, probably. The other one was 50-something. What was the other one that died? I know the really young was Brian Jones. He, Brian yeah, Jones yeah. is the young one. But he died from some kind of... What Who else died? Did Bill Wyman die? Yeah, Bill Wyman, I believe, bit the dust. I'm not sure. Let me see. I know he left the band. Uh, no, no. I don't know how Bill many Wyman's years ago. Bill Wyman's the bassist. No, he hasn't yeah. died. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know who, who else would have died. Mm. Ron Wood. Keith Richards is eternal. Yeah, he's not going to go anywhere. It's just like... Mick Jagger still sprinting around a... 
three hundred foot stage. Making making uh making records with uh <laughs> Dave Grohl. Oh yeah, over Zoom. Bill Wyman's eighty four, dude. Oh damn, he was older than yes. uh, Charlie Watts. Yeah, I thought he was always the senior. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Born in nineteen thirty four, man. But Charlie Watts had a thirty six cancer, me. didn't he? Didn't he have yes, a cancer? He did, yeah. You know when they announced he wasn't gonna be on tour because they had announced that a couple, maybe a baby a month ago. Yeah. I said like, mm, yeah, that he's. You know, and I was just thinking about maybe his chops. That's uh, maybe his. You know, he's not. You know, he's not ready to continue that. That uh, I didn't even think that. I thought that appearance of being this great. I drummer, thought which he was. By this the way. guy has a passion for jazz drumming, and maybe he's just had enough of this Rolling Stones. Go out there and do your your rock and roll drumming, and maybe he just wanted to hang it up. I thought. But after all but these it, years, it, it's always health. It's always health. After all these years, a lot of that just becomes muscle memory. Yeah, you know, tributes left and right. Yeah, I was reading an article where he visited Neil Peart back backstage uh, at one show. Really? Oh uh, yeah. So when you have royalty like the Stones coming to see you, that has to feel you know incredible. You know, you see one of your rock heroes from you know these guys are from the sixties, dude. And and he's not one of those thunderous drummers no he, he's just keep his groove he provides the time and that's it man you yeah. know that's just that's what makes i think that's what really made it so i don't know kind of in a way sad you know especially when this is one of the stones that he's been married to this one lady for 50 something years too Oh really? He's just, yeah, he's just he, a regular dude that yeah, has an yeah, incredible he, gig. Yeah, he was not, you know, marrying twelve-year-olds, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like these other, like these other assholes. Uh huh. You know, sure. It's like I'm fifty. I'm gonna marry this eighteen-year-old. You know what the hell? What are you thinking? He's thinking. Uh, I have a, a a level of uh, position. Yeah. That that affords me <laughs> to to. Uh, Get women that are way out of my league. Do, do you think I'm in the Taliban or something? <laughs> Rest in peace, Charlie Watson. Absolutely. All right, Adam. Lifting up the spirits a little bit with some Metallica. To live is to die. Is that lifting our spirits? <laughs> the music is. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's not let the let's not live to let the lyrics kick in. <laughs> oh, Adam, this is gonna be a brief one, but it's gonna be a great one. Is it brief? August the 26, 1988, Adam. Metallic issued their fourth studio album. Okay. Injustice. For all. For all. This was recently in the news. Uh, Jason Newstead has been doing some interviews about the Black Album since, oh, it, right. since yeah, it had its yeah, 30th yeah. anniversary or whatever. Was he doing like some unboxing of this stuff? Yeah, he did an unboxing of like the big thing, like whatever. When you order all that crap, <laughs> he did he did the unboxing. And do you uh, know what the price tag is on that? I have no idea. I didn't. I did not research I mean, that. I didn't even but you get it. so much stuff, so it has to be pretty penny. Mm-hmm. But uh, the headline that Jason Newstead had about. Uh, and Justice for All was he was livid at the ultimate mix that got put out onto the record because wow. notoriously this has like zero bass sound to it. It's just all guitar, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, drums, and you can nary find a bass in like the whole mix. Hmm. Legendarily. 
Oh, I didn't know that. That he saw. I mean, he's not part of the band anymore, and I don't think he's. You know, he's not going to mince. Well, you can talk about the history. They're they're asking about historic things. They're asking about the black album. What else do you think about your time? Oh well, yeah, that first album that I was supposed to be on. You can't find me anywhere on there. <laughs> and justice for all. <laughs> I'm in the video. For one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You, you can headbang. <laughs> Adam, I know this is one of your songs. It's my song. What is it? Jewish Priest Exciter. Yeah. So I have a quote here. I'm going to read it after I... Insurance I, quote? It's the, no. Oh. <laughs> were you insured while you were traveling America <laughs> with that sandwich? <laughs> Well, I think my insurance only covers me inside state lines. So if I, something happened to me out there, I think I'd been you screwed. Been screwed. Yeah. No, August the 24th, 1990, Adam, Judas Priest successfully defended themselves against a lawsuit after two fans attempted suicide while listening to the Stained Glass album. Okay. Both fans eventually uh, died, one immediately from a shotgun blast, and the other on a second attempt three years later. By a methadone overdose. The prosecution... So, un unsuccessful while listening to Judas Priest, but what was he listening to when he was successful? That's, oh. what, that's what we need to know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it says here, it says, the prosecution claimed that, they were sub that there were subliminal messages in the group's music and that caused the two 17-year-olds to carry out the suicide pact in 1985. That's what they were claiming, but you know, it didn't stick. So, you know, obviously, I mean, it's, it's weird. What's subliminal? I mean, can't you just read the lyric sheet and see exactly what's in there? What's subliminal about that? I think it's that thing that we talked about one time about, you know, like playing records backwards or uh, that there's this really, really low tone. But that's not subliminal. The, the, no, the, the <laughs> subliminal ones are the ones uh, that are like really, really low tone. Mm -hmm. That like a dog could hear them. There's some humans have the ability to pick up on the shit somehow. So you can't you can't hear it, but you can still perceive yes. what it's driving mm -hmm. you to do. Your subconscious you're or some shit like that. You're given yeah. an impulse depending on how Hurt many yourself. how many times you yeah how many times you're listening to it and all that shit. You know, shoot, 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 shoot. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is not something to be joking about. But you know, it's it's. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's absolute bullshit. You know, it really is. It's you. You have some. No. Now here's the deal, though. And and uh, I think that some people are just not mentally stable enough. Oh God, you think? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I mean, there's plenty of them. Yes, and know, they're on Instagram. I know there's a sh <laughs> on TikTok. I know there's a ton of them that that. Uh, well, not a ton of them. There's a ton of people out there that you're like, wow, what is this guy thinking? You know. Mm -hmm. And you take these uh, these overzealous fans, and all of a sudden they become their heroes, you know, through listening to a ton of this music, and they're like, "Priest, oh yeah, I hate the Carpenters. They suck." Of course they do. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm in agreement there. Yeah, but I'm just saying. You <laughs> Does know, that they, make me crazy? You know, but I'm just saying. Oh. You just take it overboard, is what I'm saying. Uh, so here's a little quote from uh, Rob Halford that I've been saving. Okay. For you know a triumphant moment like this okay. of where you know uh, some common sense defeated stupidity and something like this. It says, okay. 
the music that touches you in your youth is magnified as you get older, Adam. Absolutely. This is not subliminal. This is in your face. It's telling you that. Mm-hmm. Each record can be a virtual time machine. Mm-hmm. A couple of episodes ago when I was by myself, Adam. Oh, yeah. The, the sad days. <laughs> <laughs> Since music has that ability yes. to transport you, you know, has that ability to excite you in the present, but at the same time jump you into the time machine of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what Rob Halford is saying here. All you need is to hear a second or two and you go back to that place in time when you first heard it. Absolutely. That's what made them all my songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant feeling when music touches you so profoundly and stays through with you in time. That is so true. That is Thank you Rob Halford. Yeah, there the that the certain like if you were take it, everything you listen to from when you were 14 to 19 or whatever, that has a special imprint on your psyche. Is that the and, and is that are, the age? I don't know. You just I'm made just, that shit up? Yeah, I just made that shit oh, up. Oh, man, I was believing it, too. But, <laughs> but it, it works out. Because all that stuff has a special relationship. The stuff that comes out today, okay. we can enjoy and we can appreciate. And oh, we can look, say, who's, look who's back. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Second appearance. It's the producer. I'm going to sit in on a segment or two, if that's yeah! okay with you guys. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, give me, give me a second. No here, problem. Here, uh, Jay, grab this real quick. Is that... The producer, Big Bubba Jam. Good thing Gosito didn't come out today. We have a here, special no, grab your microphone. It's in here somewhere. executive producer has entered the studio. Wow, Jay. Coming here to bust some heads. Welcome back. Maybe he heard some things he didn't like on the last episode. He's got to knock us back into shape. But Tommy, the things that we heard in our teenage years have really imprinted on us. And we have been subjected to all these other things and we can listen and appreciate and enjoy but it doesn't have that same connection it doesn't man I, it really doesn't because i could tell you i think i've said this before i i can remember listening to these records with my cousin nelly as a kid and saying wow and then as i nelly the up, performer the no, guy with the no, band-aid on no, his no 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 nelly oh. my cousin she's the female. oh cousin nelly. cousin of mine <laughs> okay not not a not a what is it country grandma Nelly. <laughs> but uh, I just remember listening to that. And then, like, when I was ready to hit uh, that age where, you know, music is speaking to you and you're discovering, you know, especially in the late 70s and the early 80s, you're discovering naughty words. You're discovering fucking shit. Oh, yes. And, you know, these words that you don't listen to on the radio. Putting them in our lexicon yes, so we can use and you're them. you're like, oh, wow. I, like a machine I, gun. I can't believe Bon Scott just said that <laughs> on the Highway to Hell record. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then you see those little uh, those little nuances in the, in the songs that you do listen to on the radio, and you can hear them clearly on the record. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, wait a minute, that's a naughty word. You know, how do they get it where they fix it up? You know, obviously they, they tone it down a little bit or whatever mm. it may be. And uh, I, I think that you're right. You know, I, I don't know what kind of scientific proof you may have. I think I think it's I think it's I think there's been studies. <laughs> Let's just say, for the sake of this podcast, there has been some study. <laughs> you know what I've been doing recently? Uh, go ahead. Because I've been listening to newer things and trying to get a feel for what's new and coming out yeah, and all yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
there's so much content. There's so much stuff. And I say, when was the last time I listened to uh, an album that you brought up on one of our uh, albums of the week, the Defenders of the Faith album, which is a great album. How, awesome. How often do I listen to it? Seven Son of the Seven Son. Exactly. How, how often do I actually yeah. put, put those on and listen to those? I know that is gold. Those are those are excellent. And by the way, I have beginning one, to end. I do have one coming up that has to do with with youth and music and things like that. Do you? Yes, of course. That would be the significant album coming up a little bit later <laughs> on the Time and Adam Hearts and Ain't Podcast as Jay Big Bubba just plugs. Later, are we are we still recording? That's the question. he plugs in. Oh, 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 shit! I just saw what it, what it looks like on the board. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Whoa, All right, Jay is Jay, back in the back. saddle. Two weeks in a row, uh, two episodes in a row. Well, I listened what? to last week's podcast, and I was just painting my house a little bit and listening to the podcast, and I felt uh, felt inspired to come back and All kick it like old right. times that's, for a little that's bit. What I'm talking about. Felt a pang of longing. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I, I miss that. I miss, I miss time in the studio. My levels good, Dad. Am I, am uh, I coming you're, in you're good? Doing really good. Let All me right. check real quick. Let me look at the board. Gosito, like I said, is out. Jay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was hoping to see him. I had some choice words for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay, go ahead and give me a one two. Yeah, one, one two. two. Check one two. One one one. Adam, you go ahead and hit it right now, baby. Let's go oh, to the next segment the right next now. Day. Yeah. So, and we're gonna keep it going. Adam, who we got here, buddy? This is GNR. Human being. 1993, Adam. Yes, sir. This is Young Axel, which is, that voice is just so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about transporting me back to my youth, I had some flashbacks of the Guns N' Roses moment. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 1983, Adam, August the 23rd, 1993. Jay, check this out. Testifying in court against his former bandmates. It's, it's one court thing after the other. Oh, Adam. no. What could that uh, be? Against his former GNR bandmate, Stephen Adler. For what? Okay. Duff McKagan was asked about the spaghetti incident, Adam. The album? No, referring at oh. the time. Check this out. Okay. Referring at the time when Adler may or may not have eaten some of McKagan's leftover pasta. Oh. That had that had to be dealt out in court. Oh, uh, check this out. Check this out. The band finds this hilarious and names the next album what? <laughs> Spaghetti Incident. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't that great? That I didn't is... I didn't know that's what the genesis of that album's wow. name was. That's a good origin story. Wow. That's got to be the top 3 petty moments of uh, human being <laughs> like, you know, ever. Is well, that no, part of your defense? Like, yeah. Remember that time you had a couple <laughs> bites of my bolognese? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What the that heck? one? That one had a that one had a, a funny. Uh, no, that had a that had a humorous ending, right? But we're jumping onto the time machine and we're advancing to August the twenty fifth, two thousand and five. Oh, you okay? Okay. Two members <laughs> of Guns and Roses were suing singer Axl Rose oh. for allegedly naming himself sole administrator of the U.S. rock band's copyrights. Guess who those members were, Adam? Uh, Slash and Duff. No, they were Saul Hudson and Michael McKeegan. Yes, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Accused Rose of arrogance and ego. Uh, Well, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) You think think he has none of that? that, I didn't know that you could take that to court, but (laughs) we all know how that ended, so we're good to go. 
Look who's finally grown up. Yellow Mustard. Introducing Google Special Blend Yellow Mustard. It's a little more adult than you ever thought Yellow Mustard adult could be. Adult Adam. With the right spice. For people who like a light taste. It's right for chicken. For dips. For salads. Goulden's new special blend Yellow Mustard. Yellow Mustard has finally grown up. Oh, oh yeah. How do you pronounce that? Gluden? Goulden's. 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 What's your, what's your favorite mustard, Adam? I think I'm a French's guy. You like French's just straight yellow? I think so. Yeah. Do you do the do you do the poupon? I do the the I do the spicy the Dijon's Gloudins Dijon. That's Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, you're Jay, I can't hear you. Yep, that was part of your uh, Power Dogs when I was a kid. I remember Power Dogs. Power Dogs. Yeah. Power Dogs was a one of the Chef Metallico's specialties. Oh really? In the house. Yeah. Anytime um dad didn't feel like cooking or ordering out and mom wasn't here he'd say how about some power dogs and that sounds delicious so he just <laughs> cook up some hot dogs and slather it on uh with some tell him tell him what the agreements of the power dogs it was had, uh JJ. the 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 dogs were boiled um boiled in water okay. with a ton of um <laughs> adobo is that new york is that new york style is that <laughs> how they do it in those of, yeah, carts so, yeah. okay. and so, but adobo what's adobo tell adobo me. is just uh just uh all-purpose seasoning, seasoning puerto right. rican all-purpose seasoning understood um and so just just uh, it was basically um adobo water uh boiled hot dogs and then you take them out dad would go ahead and chef up some sauerkraut uh and then you go to assembling so you put the hot dog in first, and then you put slices of tomatoes cut oh, in half okay. on each side. So you probably have about either two on each side or, or four if you're feeling feeling um, feeling it. And so then after that, you just get your condiments. And typically it was a combination of um, relish, ketchup, and then your choice of mustard. And oh. nine times out of ten, it was spicy brown mustard. So there's, that was, there's mustard choices? Yeah. Well, so, you, so you had yeah. the regular... Uh, yellow squirt, yeah. This yeah. guy, the and then you also, yeah. and then and then you also had spicy the, the Dijon. Yeah, it was delicious. Wow. I haven't had one in a while. And you, you, did, you it, did it make it better when it was called a power dog? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the it's just a regular hot dog with some sauerkraut. But like, you know, it being called power dog, you you're like, eat. oh my god, I yeah. like this you is so fulfilling. Energy is surging yeah. through my body right now. Yeah. I could just go outside and do all types of work. It's National Power Ranger Day. The power dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> go go power dog that was kind of reddish <laughs> oh no that's a reddish tip for sure oh no Red rocket. <laughs> yeah. well yeah it was delicious and you complement it with some 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 uh, wavy potato chips yes usually yeah yeah, yeah. wavy, oh, wavy. wavy. plain yes. potato chips yes. like yeah, ruffles yeah, yeah. Like the or, ruffles yeah. have or ridges. you know yes, lays yes. wavy gotcha or, and sometimes we'd have those potato sticks. Those were not bad either. That's you put really those on top. Yeah. Get a little crunch in your dog. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. This is, uh, you know, I, I'm starving now. I can hook it up, man. I'm starving. They're very, very simple, just like Jay said. You could, you could use that uh, recipe, by the way, and, and you could thank the Time and Adam Hart Today podcast available yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> e- email your thoughts, your reviews. <laughs> to, what, to what email, Dad? Tommy and Adam at at Tommy and Adam Pod yes. at Gmail. It's like we've never lost a beat. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle. That's right. <laughs> Why did anyway, we play that mustard commercial? Anyway, you got him. 1987, buddy. 87? Okay. Uh, August the 26th, 1987. Motley Crue singer. 
Okay. Vince Neal, he's always coming up on the news. Uh, sure. Or on the history news. Suffers a mustard-related injury when he... <laughs> Don't start laughing. <laughs> when he angrily breaks the jar of glutens. Of goldens. Oh, he had the adult mustard? <laughs> yes. Before the show in Rochester, New York. He wanted Frenchies. God damn it. <laughs> Would he not go on? You see, you see how do you understand how difficult and how important at the same time your your brand of mustard? This could this set off one of the major rock stars in 1987. Did yes. you want to accept and then they were saying that Axel Rose was a prima donna? Do you see look yeah, what no the, what's the deal here? The show was canceled. Oh my god, because of a mustard incident? <laughs> yes. And Neil was airlifted to Baltimore. He broke the jar. What did Okay, the jar. What did he do to himself? I don't know. Did he get where, stitches yeah. at least? Well, okay, here it goes. He says, it says, where surgeons work to repair nerve and tend to dam- damage in what his the head. What did he do to the jar? I don't know, dude, but I, I guess they didn't <laughs> want him in Rochester. They had to fly him all the way down to Maryland. Well, uh, There's no surgeons up there in Rochester. What the, what the hell's going on? Was there, there a drug test involved uh, in this at probably. all? Probably. No, I hope so. <laughs> so yeah. The sky is Adam. That is correct. Stevie Ray Vaughan, baby. The skies crying. All right, Adam. Yes, August of 27, 1990. Jay, you know who Stevie Ray Vaughan is? Um, I've heard the name. This great blues guitarist. Yes, he was. Died in a helicopter crash. Oh, it's a shame. He He's, uh, and on this day is when it happened. Uh, uh. 27 August of 1990, Stevie Ray Vaughan was killed when the helicopter he was flying in hit a mad, uh, man-made sky slope while trying to navigate through a dense fog. Kobe, what's a sky slope? What? I don't know. Man-made sky That's slope? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a landfill or something? Jay, 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 you're in the house. Go ahead and Google that so we can go, <laughs> so we can go back to, to your old functions. Now, I, re- uh, I remember this incident because I was in high school. And we had the morning announcements that came over the loudspeaker right. in high school. Right, right, right. And the guy that did the announcements had a little band of his own. And he was a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. And that was a big part of the announcements. He announced the death and the helicopter accident. And he played an entire Stevie Ray Vaughan song. And it just played its entirety <laughs> at the end of the announcements. Hmm. Wow. What yeah. sky slope? You, is that right? Sky slope yeah. is what he said. Man made by man made sky slope. So let's go to the sky slope first, I guess. <laughs> sky slope first, Jay. Oh. What the hell is okay, that? Okay, so uh dry ski a dry ski slope or artificial sky slope is a sky is a ski slope that mimics the attributes of snow using materials that are stable at room temperature to enable people to ski, snowboard, or snow tube in places where oh. natural snow covered slopes are are inconvenient. So it's or a unbearable. fake hill, fake snow. Yeah. yeah, it's a fake uh fake bunny hill. And it's okay. it, it was up in East Troy, Wisconsin. So yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow, that's really nuts. I didn't know that. You you know what, Adam? You just uh, did what I did with Kiss. You just interjected yourself into history, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy. <laughs> All right, Adam. Pearl Jam, and fittingly, by the way, with Jeremy here. Yeah. Oh, look at that. From the same album. Man, that's unplanned. I love this. <laughs> Ooh, let me just play this song for 
I know. It's one of your songs. Oh, this is one of my top songs. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's levels? Yeah, it's like 200 top ones. Oh. They, they fluctuate, though. Does it have color-coded like thing? Like, this is a magenta song for me. It's a good car seat, too. Even flow. Even flow? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know August, all about that now. August the 26th, 1991, Adam. Pearl is Jamis, all right? Pearl Jam released their debut album, 10. 10, that's right. The group's most commercially successful album, which has sold over, hold up a minute now, 13 million copies. Wow. That's huge. Three hits, Alive, Mm -hmm. the song we just heard right now, Even Flow, and the namesake of my son. That's right. Did you name me after that? Not so. not necessarily, but you were inspired yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that name. You know, I'll tell you another. I think I did I God, tell you this. The, the, the song and me just don't. You know, did I tell you that the, when the, I, the, I didn't the, come the out the way? The, tr- the troubled kid <laughs> that was getting picked on. Did I tell like, you though that Even yeah. Flow played when I when I put Monica in my car for the first time, and she wasn't an Even she Flow was in an carrier? Even car. Wow. Did I tell you that? I think you did bring that up. So yeah, that's pretty neat. You're really connected to Pearl Jam. I think. I in think a ways, they, in a way, Pearl Jam a has supplanted Kiss as your number one band. No, that's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> so that's where I thought we were going with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, uh, that's one of my favorite stories that I've ever gotten. <laughs> I like the one you, where... You, how you are just a Pearl Jam uh, man. I like how, uh, what's his name, peed on you at the... <laughs> Scott Weiland. <laughs> Scott Weiland peed on you at the Cotillion. <laughs> oh, what do we have here, Adam? Hold on, let it play, let it play. Man, this is a long intro. <laughs> we'll get to it here. Hold on. I can't believe it. It's Macarena Metal. Do you do you prefer this version? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> metal Macarena. I can't believe it. That's nuts. <laughs> 1996, Adam. Yes, sir. August the 26th, 1996. Yeah, turn that shit down. <laughs> Delegates well, of the. Well, you're doing all the moves over there. I thought you wanted I, to keep oh, going. Dude, please. You know who does the Macarena, dude? That uh, shocked the hell out of me. Oh, Jay. Yeah. Who? Carlos did. Carlos, your uncle. My brother. Oh, yeah. My brother in law. Yeah. I what, I was that at a wedding or just like nah, in the car? No, nah, because it was some political candidate that was his guy. And he oh, was, I mean, no. it's crazy. What? Yeah, that's oh. my son and my brother in law, dude. It's a long story. He I cucked get, out for yeah. the politician. Politics will get you to dance? Uh, yeah, I'll check that, this out. I'll check the heck are we Delegates doing? Of, the de- of the national of the Democratic National Convention take a break to do the Macarena, including First Lady Hillary Clinton, who's yeah. rocking the dance. Uh, hand motions from the crowd. So cringy. Can, can we just you, go? You in? always have to show that you're hip. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in touch. She also carries hot sauce in her bag. Oh my. God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Never brought that up until she went to the breakfast club. Wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What? She has a bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Adam, unfortunately, though, two days later, on August the 28th, 1996, Adam. Oh, no. Isaac Hayes, buddy, who co-wrote 
the Sam and Dave's classic Soul Man uh, sent a protest letter to presidential candidate Bob Dole, Adam. Bob Dole. Do you know what for? Uh, it's offensive the way he would hold that pen in his right hand all the time. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> Hayes requested Dole to stop using the song Soul Man, which had been turned into the Dole Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, you got to appreciate that. Oh. Why would you send a cease and desist for that? Uh, Adam, why is it? Is it just me or do, do the Democratic... Uh, Candidates get a better break in using pop music and yeah, uh, all the pop music. Why definitely. is that? I wonder what it is. I, I think uh, chocolate salty balls would have been <laughs> <laughs> from Chef. You remember that? Hit? Uh, I think so. Uh, may have been a better suggestion if, if it if it existed. You know. <laughs> now, if if the uh, if a Democrat wanted a country artist, they'd be pretty hard pressed to find one. Probably, uh, they could probably get the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah, okay. remember, remember yeah. the whole thing? With, they're oh. not Dixie Chicks anymore. Oh, yeah, the they're Dixies. just the chicks. Oh, sorry. They're just, did they, did, Dixies, did they turn the, into the that? Uh, that, no, that, that <laughs> into the, uh, like, <laughs> Jay, take a risk. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Come on back, Jay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, did, yeah. did they turn into, what is that, inclusivity or, or the cancel culture or whatever, something like that? They just decided Ooh. to, they offended chicks or something? The chicks? Like, that's, that's why they took chicks off of their name? No, they took Dixie off because <laughs> Dixie is problematic. Oh, okay. Way down south in Atlanta, Dixie. You know what happened uh, in Dixie? Slavery and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's you what got, the whole thing was. You got to take that out. Oh, oh I yeah. thought it was they took. It's off. okay to be chicks, just not. Yeah, that's how much. That's how you know. chicks. That's how much. That's how much I follow. <laughs> <laughs> Salty balls. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Adam. Yes, sir. Pop culture, baby. It's it's, uh, permeating our podcast. This is my uh, Instagram alarm. (laughs) We can turn it down now. It's Britney, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Oh, there's another post. Let me go look. (laughs) 97. Britney Spears and Madonna. Oh, I know. Guess this. what they did here? Uh, I know man. exactly they what they did. They shared a big, fat, juicy, Lip wet lock. kiss during the opening yeah. of their yeah. performance <laughs> of the MTV Music Awards, and then the music that came on was this one. <laughs> Who's that in the corner there? It's Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, Madonna then planted one on Christina Aguilera, but that one we just got a little glimpse of because by then the uh, MTV cameras from Viacom had pulled away. You had to imagine that the instigator of all this was was Madonna. And she's usually yeah. the one that's uh, doing sensational Did things. Did she instigate uh, Eminem and Elton John kissing? No, that never happened. Wow. They just they just performed <laughs> I gonna, together. I was going to say, in, in, what, in wow. what universe did that happen? <laughs> I, I missed that one. No, they just performed together. Thank God he didn't say it was Axl Rose. Was this an MTV Awards thing? Is that what it was at? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. the MTV Awards wow, in 1997. Okay. That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. The VMA. Nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam hard to name 
podcast. Historic hip-hop rapizzle moment. Yo. I don't know where the intro ended and the song began. I have no idea what happened. Why don't you listen to it, damn it? It just meshed together so well. There you go, right Cali. there. Uh-huh. Back to Cali. Hmm. I don't think so. That's LL Cool J, baby. LL. I don't think ladies so. Love. The ladies love Cali. Cool J, baby. That's just right. That's right. Going back to Cali, Adam. Rap star. Check this out. This is the hip hop rap hizzle. Okay. Uh, historic moment. Okay. Or is it historic hip hop rap hizzle? <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> 2012, Adam. August the 22nd, right. 2012. Okay. Now check this out. Rap star LL Cool J heard his alarm go off in his L.A. home and rushed downstairs to confront an alleged burglar. Okay. The guy's name was Jonathan Kirby. LL Cool J is pretty stacked. He's strong. He's a, <laughs> yeah, strong, he he's a strong dude. Brick <laughs> shithouse, that guy. <laughs> Well, let's just say that uh, Mr. Jonathan, <laughs> he went into the wrong house. <laughs> After one broken nose, <laughs> oh my gosh, jaw and a rib later, Woo! he said, "I think this is a bad idea." <laughs> Yo, mama gonna knock you out. <laughs> no kidding. Whoa. He's probably excited for the opportunity. Yeah, like, he got the chance to live his rap. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he had a problem ever trying to put that out. You know, I think you know, I I think LL uh, was pretty obvious that he could, you know, he could put his thing down. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Since that, hasn't this fool seen this guy on TV? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, but L- he's so friendly on TV. He's like yeah, the he host did. of all these things, and he solves so many crimes. He solves does, crimes. It, it doesn't matter how friendly he's looking. This guy is looking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like King Kong says, uh, Cool J has subdued the intruder, and the police are on their way to take the suspect into custody. You know, it's like the, he I'm was subdued. <laughs> I'm subdued. <laughs> it's like he saw the police and he said, Oh, thank God. <laughs> The, the LAPD is here. I think that was the first time ever that that was recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I was about to cook my ass. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. This is like a collection of little little drumming snippets. Isn't it cool? The Who. First one was Van Halen. Jake, can you recognize any of these? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, right there. Neil Pierce, of course. Adam, that's pretty awesome. And of course, some Bonham at the end. Excellent. That's our little drum thingy right Great there. Great job, man. We're just talking about a drummer that had passed away, Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. This is a good little good deal here for him, you know, mm-hmm. as he rolls himself up to drum heaven. <laughs> <laughs> 
down there. Grimmer That's Hitler. right. Beatmaster Bocephus is probably smiling upon him right now. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing. I don't know. I haven't Some heard from Beatmaster Beat Beatmaster Bocephus. With Jay back in the studio, I was <laughs> I was afraid that Beatmaster might come in, but we'll <laughs> we'll leave that later. Celebrity net worth oh. of Ringo Starr as the world's richest drummer. What? Was oh. estimated. Oh, we're estimating. <laughs> In 2012, Adam, to okay. be at $300 million. That's it? That's it. That's Phil. it. That's a lot. Yep. It is a lot. It is a lot. But his his bandmate, yeah, well, he's, he's Paul McCartney, a is a billionaire. The, the other living beetle. Phil Collins was ranked second. Hmm. Okay. $250 million. Hmm. Now, this is 2012. I'm sure this has been updated. Oh, wow. Former Nirvana drummer. Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's at the top of the list. $225 million. He was third. But this is 2012. Yeah, it's 2012. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, now. It's like almost a decade ago. The Eagles' Don Henley. He came in fourth with 200 mil. Sure. Man, with that crazy album like a Hotel California. And, and the solo stuff in the 80s. It was big. Isn't that Double Diamond? Uh, easy. I ain't no telling and, and, how the many, great, and the greatest hits. Yeah, you know, I ain't no telling how much of that he got cut towards him, though. And Metallica's art, Lars Ulrich, followed him with $175 million. That one's more shocking. Hmm. That one's more shocking. I don't know. I think Lars also makes big money painting. I think he sells paintings for like no a whole kidding. bunch of money, too. It's just because he's Lars is probably. Yeah. You know, yes, yeah, of course. More than but, likely, but he yeah. makes money. For yeah, because I've seen like the shit that, uh, that Paul Stanley paints. And <laughs> he had a gallery showing not too long ago. Like, okay, he drew himself with a star. you know. But like, it has value. Yeah, it does. You know, And then the, also making the list were uh, Larry Mullen's U2. U2's Larry Mullen, excuse me. He made the list. And, of course. It's, it's all about staying power. And, of course, without a money, uh, without a money uh, marking next to him is the Rolling Stones. Charlie Watts was also on the top ten. So, hmm. I would think that at least Charlie Watts would be like would have been second or third or something. Like well, he be, didn't. He didn't have a lot of songwriting long. credits, and that's that's probably where it's at. He right didn't there. have all the songwriting yeah. and yep. all that stuff. And so I don't know. You know, Adam. Sometimes I'm thinking, especially with Jay back. I wonder what this podcast ne net worth is worth. Or are we going to branch out to other other uh, podcast things? <laughs> Someday we'll I could shoot. do a cryptocurrency <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, please no. No, 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 no. No, let's go right into. <laughs> No, we can't do that. <laughs> I'm hey, sure we're know, still in the did, red, not in the black. Know, <laughs> did, you know, did you know that Adam got into investing, Jeremy? Did you know? Oh, that? yeah? <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy any cummies? Say what? Oh, no. You didn't buy no, no cummies? No, Damn. No. I was okay. thinking about it. No, 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 no. We there's, can't. So many, there's so we... many porn tokens. There's <laughs> many <laughs> porn tokens. <laughs> What you know is what I'm that? talking what about? And they're, right. and they're shooting out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what are we talking about now? You guys let me out. There's a crypto, you know, there's a, a digital cryptocurrency that's, uh, I don't know the, the name, the proper name of it, but the, um, no, I think it is Cummies. Cummies. I think it's, it's yeah, Cummies. it's called Cummies and. Cummies, like, like in Bunch of Bang Bang Bang? Yeah, like <laughs> C-U-M-M-I-E-S. Oh, it's you. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Like the gas station. But they're, they're some tokens <laughs> that have specifically to do with uh, adult Entertainment. Oh, is that what that is yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. And that. moving on. <laughs> Ron Jeremy's it's a heavy okay. investor. It's on the blockchain. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, for some reason, you can't do one now. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up, it's about to get real heavy. 
Adam, and that is what is it? Boston's Boston, baby. The debut album from that's, Band Boston. That's right. Released August the 25th, 1976 on Capitol Records, man. This record, you know how long it was? How long? The 37 minutes long. That's it. Can that be? Is that accurate? Yeah, it's like that's a like a one and a half Iron Maiden song. Holy, holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. And it's, and there's even a song on there called Foreplay Long Time. <laughs> no, that's not Long Time. No, me love you Long Time. Was, <laughs> that's, that's not it. Isn't wasn't this song on uh, the um, the commercial score for Circuit City? Or am I wrong? Oh, is that no. a false memory of mine? I don't know. I don't remember that one. You got me there, Jay. But Tommy, you have picked a very classic album. This one is uh, front to back when, with just classics. When you saw that I had not picked uh, Pearl Jam's 10, mm. you thought you had to have thought, wow, Tommy has to have a mega album out here. Yeah, and especially knowing how much Pearl Jam and that first album means to you personally. Yeah, and you know we were we were speaking about uh, you know transporting you back in time. Yes, this record transports me back in time. I could go into a mega flashback easily, so please try to contain me. Oh sure, <laughs> I've got I've got the I've got the, the the production for that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tom Schultz, baby, electric guitars, lead guitar, acoustic guitars, uh, clavinet, organ. Bass guitar design consultant, remastering, liner notes production, and of course engineering. The jack of all <laughs> trades of this record, man. Oh, on vocals, obviously, is Mr. Brad Delp. You yes. know the deal on that. Sure, Mr. sure. Mr. Harmony himself. That's right. Acoustic guitar also, and uh, let me take you home tonight is where he played. On that one song, oh. says okay. uh, Frank Sheehan, bass guitar. Okay. Sid Haitian, he's uh, Sib Jason Haitian, excuse me. He's the drums and Barry Gordeaux, rhythm guitar, lead guitars, and on foreplay slash long time. And let me take you home tonight. Mm. Man. But what stands out to me is, of course, the leader of this band who has, uh, like, he looks at every minute detail and he doesn't let anything out of his sight. When we, we saw them in concerts oh, yeah, 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 locally yeah. here and it was one of the best they, sounding concerts that I'd ever been to. I would say pristine. I, I remember saying, you, I remember telling you was, that's the way I saw that. Heard it, pristine would have been it. This is the, this, this solo right here, just crank it up. This, this solo, oh man, it sounds not good. It does not. Doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that one that one uh, burst and that solo, you know, it's it's a very memorable guitar uh, attack, you know, on your senses. Is this uh, so, is this song more than a feeling? The first song on the first album by Boston. Is it your signature Boston track? Wow. Uh, it's yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Just on, just because of that one little solo that I talked about, it's, it had that. It's got that building crescendo type yeah. thing where it starts all nice and mild, and it gets to that fervor at the end. Is and this the like the most popular Boston song you think? I think so. Yeah. I would say so. It's yeah. It's the the it's the most played, the most recognizable. 
Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Probably still gets a lot of radio play today. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Next song on this uh, is, is Peace of Mind, Adam. Mm-hmm. Sure is. I remember you, uh, I remember we, we were, you said something about peace of mind when we went to that show. And I couldn't remember that was the song's title. That was, that was the, the, uh, the usher. I said, I'm ready to give that guy a piece of my mind. Because he like he, he knocked the hot dog out of my hand. Don't you remember? <laughs> I can't remember that. Oh. I, we were so many people there that night. Uh, Wilda was there that night. Uh, there was a bunch of us. I had I had like about like seven yeah, tickets. Like seven Jay tickets, got me like seven tickets. Yeah. We had. Let me see. Uh, yeah, my uh, window was there. Little Jay was there. Marion was there. Yeah, I was lucky. I was your last call. <laughs> I got I got one I got one more left. Do you want Do you want this ticket? Ah, oh, no. You know yours yeah. was the first. <laughs> <laughs> Next record on that is the one you just mentioned. Wow, what's going on? Here? I don't is know. It, is it a thing? <laughs> we don't edit here. Loose, co- loose connection. Let's keep going. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Loose connection. It's foreplay long time, Oh, Adam. yes. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. So anyway, this bright, this album was the brainchild of, uh, of Tom Schultz, obviously. Of course. He was working on a design team in Polaroid when he started the project in the early 70s. He had been, been involved also in the Boston music scene, Adam. Uh, trying just to get some footing. Oh, in he's there. from Boston. Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes he was. I didn't, yes. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. Now, this is something that's very, very, very cool here on this. Just so you'll know. Uh, when he started making this record, they was finally signed on by, uh, I told you it was Epic, right? They were a sub-company of CBS. Okay. So it was like, it wasn't like, you know, huge or anything like that, that was that we're going to be featured on, you know, CBS Records. A little side label. Yeah, a little side label, right. right. So, and they were really, they were really interested on what was going on with, 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 you know, Tom Schultz as the leader of Boston and whatnot. And the, one of the stipulations to record this record was is that they go to the main to label. LA. Oh, okay. So move them from Boston to LA. And Tom Schultz being Tom Schultz. By, by the way, Tom Schultz has a reputation of being a complete jackass. Well, as most perfectionists yeah. do. You know, because mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember the Mighty Favaz, a DJ out in, in St. Louis in the Real Rock Radio KC95 DJ. That's okay. that's one of my favorite radio stations. Okay, you know, thank God and to the internet, I can still listen to them. And he told <laughs> he told a story about you know how how Tom Schultz wanted certain accommodations, you know, that were earth friendly and whatnot at the amphitheater there to play in St. Louis. Uh, as recently, uh, yeah, recent a performance? couple of years ago, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Tom Schultz kind of went into this ruse because. Where he wanted to record this album, Adam, you can hit the next song, by okay. the way. Let's do it. Which is Rock and Roll Band. One of Great. their big ones. One of their big ones. One of the, you know, and the guy who sang, who replaced uh, uh, Brad Delp. Brad Delp. It's such a fantastic, you could close your eyes and you would think that this is the cat. And the and that female, she, uh, the, what was she, the guitarist, was it? Yeah. She did a really good job singing some of these songs. Yeah, that as well. singer was. Uh, he he like he took a back seat. He knew that he was a replacement. He knew that he was there to to serve uh, Tom Schultz. And it's like I'm going to do my best for you, and I'm going to put my heart and soul into this. Yeah. And he he conveyed that on the stage. 
and it, it was, was really good. There was no pretense to disguise what you're saying. No, he 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 looked like he was thrilled to be in that yeah, band I'm just here. and playing yeah. up there. And it's and packed house, by the way. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a Sunday night, I believe, if I remember correctly. We didn't pay for our tickets, but it was no, packed. Yes, <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't even bother to show up for Shooting Star just for the last song. <laughs> So anyway, so Bob Schultz uh, and and Brad Delton had been working in uh, Tom Schultz's studio album that he had built himself in his home in in Boston. His home studio. Yeah. Okay. And the label was hell bent that they move over to, to L.A. to record these sessions. So they came up with some kind of a ruse, and they tricked the label while... While uh, he had some guy do like uh, he hired some manager that did some kind of a smoke screening and whatnot, while Brad Dell and Tom Schultz were finishing basically all the tracks in Boston. So the record okay. was, if anything, it was it was maybe pressed in L.A. at a, at, at at you know at the at the most. You know, I thought that was a fantastic story hmm. because the guy's so loyal to it. Not not just Boston, but I'm talking about his own, you know, electronics built from uh, you know from the ground. He wasn't going to be able to generate the same sound in another place, or he'd have yeah, to he'd have to go through a bunch of labor. Yeah, because he did, you know, because I guess gotcha. you know when you're feeling your you're feeling your instrument, you're feeling your tools. Oh yes, I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted his tools. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. These are my tools. That's right. So and I just thought that was a great story. That's a great side story to the uh to this uh to this uh here's it to ride. This is another there We're smoking. This smoking. This is, oh, excuse me, yeah, smoking. There isn't a single I don't think there's a single record on this that wasn't that wasn't a hit. At least in the rock and roll world. Hmm. If you're a classic rock yeah. fan. I think you're right. I think all of these are notable. I've been played on air, and uh, you, they're ubiquitous. Yeah, even like like something about you. Uh, Let me take you home tonight. You know, the night, it was the last three records of this of this. Uh, mm -hmm. My cousin Mary, she had this record, and and all, and this is I guess this is where my 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 uh, what is it? My youth flashback comes into. I just remember going over to my to her house and looking just at the cover of this album with like the ship taking yeah, off yeah it was just uh, and heavens and i think the most memorable picture for me is the drummer with the gigantic afro mm. <laughs> okay that was the you know to me that's the picture that always stands out in uh in this record you know at least in the when you open the sleeves and whatnot mm -hmm. so i i could still see myself you know i could still see you know uh 12, 13-year-old Tommy Martinez just, you know, looking at this record, putting it on the Vitrola there, because we didn't have that. No, they did. And I could listen to this record. It was so cool to hold it in your hands. You know, you had this, and this, this great and beautiful music would come out. Because a lot of the distinguishes Boston is the harmonies and the melodies, and it comes out so, so clearly. So freaking crystal yeah. clear. And, and the shock to this is, there's the record. You could listen to the record. You could hear it on the radio. But when you go see him live, man, it's just a whole nother thing. Because it's just like playing the damn record. I agree. Can't can't deny anything that you just said right there. And I think we're going to go ahead and leave a significant album this year, this uh, this uh, morning, uh, with this little song right here. But album, yes, Boston, Boston's uh, 
Boston's Boston is uh, uh, this, Boston. This episode, <laughs> yeah, recorded this ep- in Boston. <laughs> this episode's significant album. One of the greats. Significant album. Day out of rock and roll birthday, baby. Oh, yeah. And happy birthday to this guy right here, Mr. Gene Savers of Kiss. The God of <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> Born August the 25th, 1949, Adam. Wow. He is 72 years old, man, wow. this week. That's incredible. He doesn't look 72. I know he's got the money to not look 72, but he doesn't look like he's 72. You know, why even talk about this guy, bassist and singer of... American rock band. Yeah, why would we talk Kiss, about it? why? I wonder. You know, but I'll tell you the truth. This week, he's been on the news, as always. But he's yeah. actually been tweeting a lot, too. He was actually on Rolling, in Rolling Stone. There's an article on where he is giving advice on how to go about and tour under COVID. Oh, there you go. You so know, he's which, making like a particular protocol that he's yeah. suggesting people follow? Mm, like uh-huh. a PSA. He has also been in the news about his relationship with David Lee Roth. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Where, I, I, uh, I have that. I have that for you sure. You have that? Yeah, go, no, well, go for it. Go for okay, it. Okay, well, I mean, I on a cursory level, I know that David Lee Roth is not the opening act for Kiss on the tour, which no. people buying tickets thought that David Lee Roth was going to be the opening act, and now they're getting some kind of painter or something as their opening yeah, act. Yeah, like, like I saw that guy in Oklahoma City. Boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he took a shot or something. He didn't want to see. Uh, uh, what did he say? Uh, nobody wants to see Elvis on stage or something. A fat a, Elvis. A, a fat Elvis in his <laughs> waning years or something like that. And took a shot at uh, oh, David Lee Roth. And David Lee Roth sent back a bunch of uh, tweets. Flip, flip off fingers. Eighteen at middle fingers. Uh, <laughs> it was eighteen to be exact. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, and Paul Stanley, God bless him, he went and did you know the the. Uh, the uh, diplomatic, the diplomatic, you know, pragmatic kind of, you know, you know, to see uh, one of the greatest frontmen to ever live. Oh. To, to give him his kudos. Yeah, exactly. While we're saying, get off of our tour. <laughs> <laughs> Rather have a painter than you. I didn't, I didn't find them that bad. I thought it was good. Yeah, you I know. enjoyed it. You know, I mean, he, he uh, for one thing for sure, I think we discussed this. He didn't use tracks. He definitely to, sang. Yeah, that was just me, though. But yeah, Mr. Gene Simmons, happy birthday. Also, Adam, yeah, who we got next, play. baby? Oh, Mr. Alex Lifeson, happy birthday. Born August the 27th, Adam. One of the greatest sense of, Yesterday, sense actually, of humor yeah. in uh, yeah. rock, too. Uh-huh. 1953, 90, 68 years old, man. Everybody's getting old, man. And I, uh, by the way, if you look, uh, Adam, to your uh, oh, to your right, go. you could see me sitting right next to him. More in, bragging uh, in uh, in his uh, recliner and stage left. If I don't, how did we make it over there? Uh, that was no. This was in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Adam. Other mentions, man. Keith Moon. He would have. Uh, he was born on August the twenty third, nineteen forty six. If he was alive, man, he would have been seventy five today. Okay. Vivian Campbell. Adam, sure. Uh, Dio, you know. Wow, that's right. This is a popular day. Damn right. Replaced uh, 
Steve Clark in uh, Def Leppard. A date for rockers. Yeah, and he also uh, was part of White Snake. Didn't wasn't in part of the original recordings though, <laughs> <laughs> but showed up for the video as well, just like Jason Newsted did. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> With all the rest of the good-looking guys, Rudy Sarzo, <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Reed. You know who Vernon Reed Living is? Living color. That's guitarist. right. Sure. That's right. He's fifty. He's sixty-three today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites, and probably one of Jeremy's favorite too. The uh, second part, the fifty percent of Tenacious D. Oh, um, Jack Mr. Black. Mr. Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. Fifty-one today. He's not my favorite. I like. I, the other, I like the other guy. I... You like Hal Gas? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. He's, he's funny. I'm kidding. He's funny. I like he him too. Funny. You know. I referenced uh, Jack Black a little bit at work the other day. You did. Yeah, what did, did they tell you? No, it was just uh, me. Said, Get the hell out of here. No, me and my <laughs> me and the guy I was writing with. Uh, he, uh, I don't remember how we how it got brought up, but he started singing the Encarnacio, <laughs> and then I finished and I said, dee, dee, dee. So, I don't know, it was just kind of like a funny moment. Keep what, it light. One of the greatest movies Bonding. ever. Bonding. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nacho Libre. I don't know why. I, know. I don't know why Nacho Libre isn't up there like with the School of Rock, even though it's. And I think what it is, I don't think. The American cultural appropriation. Yeah, I think that's what I, it is. I don't Dad. think the American public did not embrace yeah. or did not not they understand, didn't understand yeah. uh, how big and huge uh, fake fake professional wrestling is sure. in yeah. Mexico. I think it, that's what it is. I bet if it had some sort of WWE twist to it, it would be different. But um, yeah, I think you're probably at right least in the South. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a little bit more popular. Yeah. Also, Adam, special mention. Okay, Mishania Twang. Oh, Shania Twain. She's fifty-six, though, man. She's like milfy status right now. Mm, cougar. You well, does she does she do anything anymore? Does she uh, release I, any I, I music? Will, I know she divorced. Uh, you know, Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang yeah, yeah, she did. So I really don't know. And I think it's extremely appropriate, Adam, that after mentioning Shania Twain, we should go right it's into the oh. Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast birthday number three. Adam, yeah, these are my it, favorite. It is. Time. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, what are you? Uh, our favorite is that's our favorite too, Dave. <laughs> wow, it loaded up quick today, Tommy. <laughs> and we haven't, we haven't really even hit the uh, the. Uh, how did that? How the hell do you follow? How do you find these people? <laughs> there's a, there's a, don't you know there's a staff? <laughs> oh, that's that's right. If you were a more hands-on uh, executive producer, you would know these things. You know how that I vaccine forgot. was made so quickly? Yeah. There's all it's a big research oh, staff. Got we got the same kind of staff here. Adam. Yes. Adam, can you do? Can you? Can I? Okay. Since the. Uh, can you do? <laughs> uh-huh. Can you do the honors? Okay. Of uh, this, uh, since everything just went really fast. <laughs> We went from she, the intro. She, she shot into my she's like, and, into my device right here. Yes. Oh my god! I just got mine too. It just came up. Okay. This is uh. Boing, boing, boing. This is Michaela Demater. Demater. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to spell this. Demate. Go ahead and spell Demate? that for us. Maybe. Spell Could that be. for our listeners. All right. M I K, A Y L A D E M A I T E R. Yeah. Michaela Demetier? 
She has Adams. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I could. Yeah, you know what? I think this you're is right on the D. I think you're right. You, I think you're right because she is Canadian, Adam. I see this, and she is a hockey goalie. I mean, what? how could she let anything through? I mean, she has such ample size. Uh, let, <laughs> first of all, let me ask my executive producer something. Okay. Do you have the Lord of the G Strings app loaded onto your phone, there, Mister Executive Producer? The Lord of the G Strings app. app yes. Yes. <laughs> I do. So how didn't yours load up? <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. It might Maybe I have to put an update on it. A goalie. Huh? A hockey goalie? For yep. someone who plays hockey, she spends a lot of time at the beach. Can you see her, like, in the net? Okay, hold on. In up, the hold net. Up, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> can you see her? I could, oh, I there could, she is. I can see me in her net. It just looks staged. <laughs> it just doesn't even look real. You don't think she's blocking the five hole? I bet you that has the least amount. <laughs> I bet you has the least amount of likes on her page too. No, no, she has she has eight hundred eighty one thousand followers. At uh, uh, Jay, okay, and she's all about. Uh, let me see. Me travels. Up. Right. She is about me, by the way. Uh, she is also about M I K. I don't know what that is. And she's gym hockey, and she's also a key a kg. So I don't know what that means. Kilograms. <laughs> a kg. I'm what are you what, getting this information? I, I'm getting at? it from the top of it. I'm getting. You, you, yeah, you guys In need to update. Bio. Okay. You guys need to update your uh, your. Uh, yeah, I have to do that. Your, uh, Lords of the G Street. I'm, I'm looking at the second image uh, in her in her posts, and you can see her in her hockey attire. Mm. Oh, the second one? Yeah, the second one. Oh yeah, I see Half that. Half of it. Yeah, she's yeah, got yeah, her, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah, her yeah. pads on. She's got her gloves on. Uh, she's not wearing like the uh, the hockey sweater. However, or the, mm. or the helmet, but uh, Adam she's looking very fetching. I just fetching. saw this. I just saw this picture, and all of a sudden, I'm interested in hockey. <laughs> 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 Let me see. Jay says she doesn't have a lot of likes. Let me see how many this. No, I didn't this, say that. It has one hundred and seven, one hundred and thirty-seven thousand no. likes. Yeah, look at that. Look at this one compared to the one before. Yeah, okay, it's about let's, half. Let's exactly. Look, let's look at the <laughs> one. right. She just she just put this one only two hours ago. No, two hours ago has forty six thousand six hundred and thirty two likes. No, not I. I was referencing. She has a picture in there where she's in the full hockey attire minus the mask. Yes. Okay, let me see that. one. And that one has oh. I think like fifty four thousand compared to the other hockey suit one. one. True. Okay, you so get what where I'm saying. We okay, we because the first one she put up and she, her caption is somewhere today is someone's birthday. Hockey and goalie turned IG model. Oh. What a wild string of events! Wow, she's like that's her, so she's inspiring. Sh she's showing her journey. Yes, of she course. Was, she was just down in the crease, mm -hmm. you know. Yes, blocking, mm -hmm. yeah, blocking yeah, everything. Yeah. Good thing they wear a mask, girls. Her, you know, she'd be like a dog face hockey player. Oh god, like, no, no kidding, <laughs> a dog face. Well, I mean, there'd be some definite damage. So yeah, let's go, Adam. Go ahead and pick one. Oh crap! Go go ahead and pick uh, one okay. and, di and direct me. I will. Um, I wonder if we have any reels. Okay, let's go. Oh, we do. Let's, let's go, go to the first let's reel. Go, let's go to the reels. Okay, she's wearing a black top. Jeremy, and a, we just and a we, little black. Jeremy, we just, we just discovered IG reels not too long ago because we're not that savvy. No, that's cool. That's you're ahead of me. I, I'm not even on IG. I have the 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 other app, but that one doesn't have reels. You got the TikTokers? No, the other one. The what was it? I forgot what it was called. Gstringfinders.gov or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> Lord of the G-Strings. Lord of the G-Strings. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have that one. Tucked away. 
Oh, look at that ample. Yeah, ample no, she, she is. So which um, one of these? She's reels. Which she one has which, padding. Uh, it's probably like 10 down or so. 10 down, okay. She's got a black top on and a small What's it say? black. Uh, backward. Baby. Oh, okay. Baby back. Oh, I saw that reel. Baby okay. back. Yep. It says, baby oh, back. Oh, okay, okay. Now, now, look at the caption, Adam. Oh, oh you, you hit gold here, buddy. Oh, good. Scientists are asking me to cool it down. Unfortunately, the climate cannot endure the level of oh, heat. Oh, wow. She, so she is, not only is she a hockey I'm professional, go, I'm missing an IG model, but she is also a, um, a you know, a climate climate change advocate of some sort yeah. that's good you know she's well-rounded she's a she's well rounded that's yeah. what i'm talking she's about jay i agree with she's, that she's well-rounded definitely in all well aspects rounded. in all aspects of life uh, definitely I, aspects i think this will aspects, this one yes. will also be a gosilo highlight pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> well good for her happy birthday to michaela oh look oh, look at the next one down my birthday the next one down Birthday girl. Oh, okay. Oh, let's wow. see. Let's see. Only turning twenty-one for the free drinks. Mm, Is that accurate? I don't think she's twenty-one. Ah. That's probably a lie. And she says, "Check this out." Yeah. Mary Michaelamas, everyone. Yes. What's that I mean? What it's that like her name is Michaela. Oh yeah. Oh, Michaelamas. So it's Christmas for Michaela. She's equating herself with Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh my God. Uh oh. I wouldn't pick that up. That might that might be. This hazy. just got really complicated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's a hockey model now. She oh okay. she is a deity. Uh, she, she has a higher Adam, power. Adam, the sun hasn't come out yet. Do you see? Do you see her higher power? I, I saw. I saw all her power. Oh look, she's out in the. Sn- look, you look said she's that. in the beach. She's. But she's out in the snow. Where, yeah, let me, she's, let me, she's trying to show she, us that, that she's you know, in the snow. Where, there oh, should be more snow. And it's obviously not that cold. There would have been a lot of more snow. Right. But she burnt it exactly. all away with her hotness. Exactly. What you know what's so amazing uh, about this picture where she's a lot. In, she's in the she's in the cold? Yes. Uh there's no doorbell action. <laughs> oh. I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what this picture though really reminds me of? What, what? It reminds me of the recording that Rush did of Tom Sawyer. Remember the video for that for that song? I think so. That they're in the snow and it's in the woods and oh, whatnot. Oh. So there's so <laughs> the where your so, mind goes. So like, yeah, I, I don't, I, that was insane. So, the connections. I I Rush, don't make these connections. You in full return, man. <laughs> Never go full return. Rush, Tom, Tom Sawyer, Michaela Madier, uh, Mary Michaelimus, and a bikini. Dude, does uh, did the late drummer of um, Rush ever experiment with bongos? Uh, he had he had every type of drum oh, surrounding him. Okay, he oh. had to like be installed into oh, his drum kit okay. because he had all sorts uh, of things. Well, okay. Jay, so I'm just, sure he did. Jay mentioned some bongos. I am seeing some right now. Uh, actually, four pictures after that one. Four pictures? Oh, you don't say. <laughs> she's a musician too. She's in uh, a re- she's like in a red lingerie kind of thing. Uh, lingerie, Dad. Oh, or she's on a she's is she on one of those che che lounges? No, no, no. It's like red velvet it's, it's or four, velvet it's couch. It's three or four down, so it's oh. before that one. It says she's on the computer. Says conveniently wearing the same color. I leave all the boys on, red hot. <laughs> oh, he likes. She's very. She's a poet. Wow. Okay. Well, good for her. Oh, Happy birthday, Adam. Wow. She, this is a good one, uh, Adam. Uh, uh, hey. 
Well, wait a minute. Hold up, Adam. We got to stop for a second because oh. the executive producer's out of here. Hey, Jake, thanks for coming by. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Yes. And hopefully in the future, I can be in for a whole episode. Oh, yeah. That would be great. We would like that. I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, we just gotta, you know, we appreciate you getting up this early. I know you're busy, so yeah. But anyways, hope uh, all the legion, the legion of listeners, has a have a good week and enjoy the rest of the podcast. And and uh, you guys be good and be safe and all that good stuff. All right, right. all right. So he's giving us advice now. Bitch, please. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> <Special>. <laughs> you mind turning off the mic? Yeah, quick? I'll do that. Thank you, sir. Yep. So anyway, Tommy, this was special. So that's, that's out. Jake's out of here. That's crazy, isn't it? Going, Did going, you expect that at all? No, I did, man. He just wow. came up. Well, you know, he lives across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, his his presence here sometimes every once in a while comes in. Anyway, Adam, real quick, I want to, oh. before we move on, because uh, we have to move on. If you look down, which is this one? Oh. So I'm going to show you why this one popped up more than likely. Uh, no, it's oh. we have after that. After that, we have one, two, three, four, oh. five. She is in the kind of attire that the Pope likes, Adam. Oh. She is in a schoolgirl outfit. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Hold on. Five, five after? It's like five or six after. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's nothing like the Brazilian girl that the uh, the that the Pope uh, double tapped, <laughs> but <laughs> that he really he wanted to show his appreciation. It's nothing like that, but on the top level, I would say it's more than that. Right, than I'm that. gonna have to go back to my my grid. Okay, I'm gonna show you right now. So it's gonna be one, two. Oh, three. I see, I see. You saw, did you see it? Yes. What a shame that there's no there's no there's no reels in that. No. I'm sure, Adam. I'm sure that the that the Pope. Halloween for this one. This was her Halloween outfit. Tommy. That's what it was. Yes. I don't know, this is, that's, that's, that's how we're, there was no butts involved in this one. There was one or two butts. I think she was uh, highlighting more uh, her, uh, upstairs. <laughs> oh, Adam, geez. Wow. Was that Agent X3 that brought that one to Actually, us? here's the strange part about this. Okay. And I wanted to tell you this. If you notice, Agent X3's music did not come on. Oh. So, but this, this week I did receive a special message that didn't have any, any kind of uh, identification other than, you know, the, the handle. So I have to share that when once we come off hmm. of the uh, podcast. It was... a. a Maybe maybe a listener is contributing, and I thought that you know maybe this is you know a start. But somebody of who didn't want any credit at e- all just evident- wanted to give the gift not, of Michaela to because everybody. I know for a fact Agent X Three. I actually met with him last week. Really? Yeah, yeah. In a secret location down in Dallas. Okay. And uh, we we spoke a little bit. Agent X Three has been concentrating a lot on uh, darker skin, you know, cinnamony. Oh, more. But uh, this one is more of the north. This one was a little this bit more northern one, so yeah. it was refreshing. I'm a glad hockey, that obviously. I'm glad that the Lord of the G Strings went with the recommendation of uh, one of our listeners, and I, you know, I really appreciate. It. This was a little refreshing. I'm gonna let the listeners go ahead and uh, what was this again? It was Michaela. What was it? Adam? I forgot. Michaela. They can rewind it and and, yeah. and play it again. Dematia. Yeah, but yeah, Agent X3. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he did tell me he's promising great things. I did see some samples. That he was he was on a secret mission again this week, and uh, he was sending me some samples that uh, <laughs> I, I need, <laughs> that I needed to review. He said these may or may not were they, pop up. Were they acquired firsthand. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> I'd hand this correctly, yes. That's my son. Jay is just leaving, but it's time for a hashtag what the frog That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Man, I'm trying to gather myself after all that. This is some crazy podcast we've been having here. No lately. kidding. I'm glad I'm glad to see Su- Louis in here. Surprise guests yeah. and everything. Well, Tommy, in 1815. Wow. The year 1815. We went further back than the hoax. Yeah, you, you took her back. You took us back to 1835, <laughs> yeah. right? Going beyond that. Dentistry as we knew, as we know it, is it was in its infancy. Okay, yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, did, I guess it existed. I was going to say, did it even exist? Sure. Uh, in the late 18th and early 19th centuries, everyone was dabbling in dentistry. Okay. From ivory turners to jewelers, uh, chemists, wig makers, even blacksmiths Mm. were dealing in dentistry. Among the wealthy, sugar consumption was on the rise, and early attempts at teeth whitening with acidic solutions wore away enamel. Teeth were being pulled. The demand for false teeth was growing, and business was booming. Can you see this? Yeah, yeah, I can see this. Okay. okay. And so, human teeth set in a denture <laughs> were even more desirable. But the number of live donors was finite. Not everybody who was alive wanted to give up their teeth for a rich guy to get a set of dentures. So it wasn't like plasma. <laughs> no. <laughs> and grave robbers could only offer only limited supplies. Oh, wow. But what happened was the Battle of Waterloo. Okay, yeah, in the, France, the yeah. The Battle of France, Waterloo France, Soviets, uh, uh, what is it, Russia? We had thousands of British, French, and Prussian soldiers had died on the battlefield. And sitting in the mouths of these recently killed soldiers, young men, and not from, from means, so they didn't have all the, sweets, the sweet foods rotting away their teeth. Right. So these were good teeth in these uh, dead soldiers out there. So these uh, recently killed soldiers on the battlefield became an attractive target for looters (laughs) to become known as Waterloo Teeth. Oh, wow. Uh, Lots of bodies uh, were in one place, and above ground, the teeth would have been easily pulled out with pliers by surviving troops, uh, locals, and scavengers who had traveled all the way from Britain with the promise of teeth. So teeth was their treasure. Teeth was what they were going for. It would have been shaped. They would have been shaped and sorted to make it look like it was an actual set, right? So you'd you'd alter the teeth so you can make them look like it was a, a good, good good array, good match. Yeah, and a set of upper and lower front teeth had. If you got a good one, you'd get them all from a single body. <laughs> That's and that'd be like, and they would separate them into like individual bags. I was like, I got all this from one guy, so you can get a better price if you say, hey, this is exclusive right here. You know, like it was like the really good cut of cocaine, right? Because <laughs> it's really good. I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about there that. There were 41 to 42,000 casualties at the Battle of Waterloo. <gasps> wow. And all these scavengers going in there. So the sets would have to be sold uh, to early dental technicians who would boil them up, chop off the ends, and then shape them onto ivory dentures. Oh. Do you know what the price of these? Roughly? Mm, no. 100 pounds in 1815 is a princely sum for these fake teeth. Mm. Waterloo teeth, Tommy. That is our What the Frijoles. That is crazy. For this week.
Adam, uh, again, I'll keep probably saying this until the end of the uh, the year. I'm so glad you're back. You've you put some class back into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call that? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was all about penises well, and uh, well, and uh, these are body parts and yeah these are body parts as well <laughs> not the ones that I came up with <laughs> no <laughs> thank, thank heavens <laughs> all right one of my favorite one of my favorite oh, segments oh boy it's the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast sound of the week. Well, Tommy, uh, new music is coming out. As always. We always highlight a few things here. Thank you. Uh, from uh, Iron Maiden. Mm. They have released another song from their upcoming album called Stratego. The album Senjutsu is due out September 3rd. Just around the corner, Tommy. Yeah, that's next Saturday. It's just around the corner. Are we going to record next week? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I'll be around. Yep. So this is a new thing. It's got the little uh, signature Iron Maiden galloping sound there. It's very exciting. Very exciting. I haven't heard this tune yet. We should check it out. As we all should. In anticipation for a fantastic record. A little quick I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming it'll be a fantastic Since record. I've joined the world of the streamers. Oh, yeah. So much easier. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have other new music, and this is more uh, focused on me and things that I like. But a guy that we saw recently, Joe Bonamassa. Oh, very prolific, this guy. It seems like every year he puts out a full album. You always tell me that when we went to his show a couple of years ago. Yes. Uh, he has a new album called Time Clocks. It'll be out o- October 29th. Oh, yeah, Joe Bonamassa for sure. Check it out. Doing the blues some justice, baby. And this is called The Heart That Never Waits. So I'm excited for that. I like it. You made me a Joe Bonamassa believer. And what's also good about Joe Bonamassa is I have been bonding with my oldest son, over Joe Bonamassa. No kidding. He will come up to me and hit me up, and he'll say, yeah, I like all that stuff, but have you heard this version off of this live album? And we're like, do a deep dive on Joe Bonamassa stuff. And he's really he's really been turned on to this Joe Bonamassa. A tandem Tate bonding. A TTB. There's not a lot of Tate bonding, so this is very special. You're amazing me again. <laughs> You're opening up in this podcast, but, Adam. You're revealing too much of yourself. Oh, I haven't seen any kind of bonding with your children other than <laughs> them ignoring the <laughs> hell out of you. <laughs> but I am excited for that Joe Bonamassa album coming out. Uh, I, I must, I must visit you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I must drop in unannounced. Okay, I'm going to play a little collection of sound. Okay, and this I'm is, always up for that. Uh, you probably won't be able, unless you know what's going on and, and you know the trend, you probably won't know. But this is just the sound of a new trending thing that's happening in social media. I, I know what this is. I know what this is, Adam. These are the Hood Olympics. <laughs> 
Yes, the, the milk crate challenge. And it has people trying to stack a tower of milk crates, maybe seven high in the middle and stepping down all the way, and you're supposed to walk up and down yes, the other I've side, seen and that. people are busting their ass I on have seen that. I, I Actually, I was coming back from Dallas last week, and we stopped to get something to eat, and what, my friend Mike was the, the first one who sent me that. And I'm like, this is crazy. And next thing you know, I kind of started to keep looking at my messages through my WhatsApp and all that. And all my friends were forwarding this to me. I was like, oh, my God, this is, what the hell? I, where, I've only been gone for two days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one of those uh, TikTok things that just takes fire and like, okay, everybody wants to try the milk crate challenge now. Wow. Was it TikTok? Oh, I thought, okay. I yeah, it was mostly, mostly TikTok oh, is what wow. I saw. So yeah, that's that. that is... And uh, we were talking about... Actually, I'm going to tell you this first, right? Now before oh, good, you, good. Before you go any further with this, I got a friend of mine, John Jong, and uh, he sent me this meme where, <laughs> right, he's the, the person who's sitting in the vehicle is at a church fried chicken. Okay. <laughs> and he's looking through the rear view mirror, you know, and he could see 10 or 12 milk crates stacked <laughs> behind him. And the, the caption was, yo, it's the devil tempting me, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. I was wondering what the source of, where do you find all these milk crates? I have no a, idea. All well, of a sudden, there's hundreds of milk crates? Evidently, so for some reason, church fried chicken was, was featured in this meme. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh. That's so fucked up. I, said, uh, I wrote him back and said, dude, this is racist. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's recently been banned on TikTok, though. Oh, I because everybody's now. busting their uh, legs and ribs and everything, oh. crashing down. Uh, but we were talking earlier about everything is bad in the world. You know, we got the COVID thing, we yeah. got the Afghanistan thing. At least we do have heroes still at home. Okay. Uh, we have a guy uh, who is trying to set a world record. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's I'm just going to play this. It's about a minute. Good evening. My name is Eric Badlands Booker. I'm a competitive eater from Selden, New York, United States. And I'm about to attempt a Guinness World Record. The fastest time to drink two liters of soda. My benchmark is 30 seconds. Do you think you can do that I'm in 30 do seconds? In no. five, four, three, two, one. All right. A musical interlude while he's drinking. Wow. He's drinking it down. Is he part of the Wu Tang? <laughs> dollar dollar bill, yo. Hold on. Just be getting close. <sighs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. That was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> he was going for. Th <laughs> he was going for thirty seconds. Do you know how fast he, he chugged two liters of soda? 18.45 seconds. Two liters of soda. And that's all he let out. <laughs> and that was it. At least we changed the exit to the topic. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Sound of the week. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> I think we're gonna have to go with some good times, bad times. Oh. I, I, have, I have a, I have a motherfucking yo. Oh, not, you do? Yeah, if not, we'll go up till noon here, and I think, and I still got some rock projects to go through. Oh shit! Are you sure? You know positive, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, it's time to get the hell out good of here, times, dude. Bad times. <laughs> what a dude Actually I was waiting for him to actually fart I was, I was like, When he farted he squirted out some soda or something <laughs> See? Check, Get him to throw a curveball every oh once in a yeah, while Yeah you did really good on that one <laughs> I don't know I got some bad times man Oh you do? Okay, I do I do I do Okay. And it's not well, you know. I think you would you would give it some other name, but it's like mm. uh, this is the headline or this is bad times, Adam. Okay. So uh, never mind. Okay, the album. Oh, Nirvana. Right, right Nirvana. Right. right. They have yes. The little boy with the uh, with the swimming in the pool with the dollar dollar bill, bill yeah, y'all. with the dollar bill, yeah. and you can see his little wee wee and whatnot. Right. Yes. So the cover iconic. Album cover. Absolutely, yeah. The baby or the person that now is no longer a baby mm-hmm. is suing Adam. Suing Cla- me? Claiming no, oh. not you. The oh. the the Nirvana camp for claiming that that album is child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bad times. <laughs> Now, is he bringing the suit by himself, or did he actually talk to an attorney? No, no, no. There's, there was no suit. He was completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you kidding me? I'm not shitting you, man. This, one, this guy's one claim to fame. This, yes. He's able to go into a bar, and he say, yes. yeah, fill up that yeah. album. Oh, exactly. see that kid? That's me. Oh, hey, baby, that's me. It's his court documents alleged that the band knowingly produced Possessed and advertised commercial child pornography depicting Spencer, and they knowingly received the value in exchange for doing so. What court documents are those? That's probably the ones submitted by them. <laughs> <laughs> According to Elden photographer Kirk Weddy, or Weedle, or Weddle, took pictures of his naked body mm-hmm. in poses highlighting and emphasizing uh, Spencer's exposed genitals. The suit further alleges that Cobain agreed to redact Spencer's image by releasing the album with a sticker strategically placed over Spencer's genitals in the text. If you're offended by this, you must be a closet pedophile. That's what he said. It said. I, I've, I, I own that album. As a matter of fact, I think there's a, there's, I never saw that. Such a stick was never incorporated into Oh, there you go. It wasn't ever incorporated. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, you know... Uh, this is the reason why we have legal problems here uh, in civil court. Dude. Sure. This is the kind of bullshit that, you know, come on, let's get the hell out of here. I mean, you got to be a real sicko to even think that. No, I think this guy, he was so traumatized <laughs> by by this action okay. that on at least two or three occasions, okay, he has uh, redone that image. Like in in his advancing years, he'll he would did it as a as a maybe an eight year old or something. He did it again as a thirteen year old. Oh wow! With the dollar bill, he's in the pool. the the the, the image is being shot in, from in the water. He's recreated the cover, not naked, but you know with trunks on, 
but he's still he's recreating the cover. Uh. He's done that over and over again, multiple times. So he's so traumatized, he's recreating it. Come on, get out of here, yeah. loser. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, just I, be happy that you're on an iconic album cover. <laughs> made for a good story anyway. It hit all the major, uh, all the major rock mags. Because I believe it's so it also ridiculous. Re- regular mainstream news as well. Because it's so ridiculous. You know, to each his own, brother. If he if he thinks he, I could tell, I, I could tell you who this is really bad times for. Their Nirvana camp, they may be paying up some, they may be paying less on their bonuses this year if they have mm. to give this guy some dough. I wouldn't know that yet, Adam. That is the bad time. Everything just gets settled, right? It's like, how much would it cost to have a lawyer <laughs> yeah, fight exactly. this? Okay, we'll give you about that amount. <laughs> he's, just, he's just asking for the That's free right. money. That's right. The maintenance guy at the Nirvana camp this year won't get, you know, his bonus. What the hell? Yeah, no kidding. All right, so so good times now. Oh, excellent. Okay, for, well, we're going to start this with bad times with right. a guy that has some health problems. Okay. A 53-year-old took himself to the emergency room with abdominal pain and that had been building for three days. Swelling, mm. nausea, and more alarmingly, he was experiencing pain in his right leg. Oh, wow. Which he was unable to move for 24 hours. His leg just went dead on him. The leg had no palpable pulse and was cold to the touch, the doctor said. Like just that extremity was this, gone. Yes. His uh, medical history revealed no drug taking, no risk of vascular disease, and no significant medical history to speak of. It turns out he just really, really needed to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> a rectal examination revealed the man had impacted stools. <laughs> A scan of the abdomen revealed that he was suffering from a massive fecal compaction and potentially life-threatening abdominal compartment syndrome. The scan revealed uh, the fecal matter had become so backed up, it had distended his large intestine and put pressure on his right iliac artery. The pressure caused the pain in his leg as well as the paralysis. So there's the solving that problem. Due to the seriousness of this case, he was also showing signs of renal impairment and metabolic acidosis, where the (laughs) kidneys stop removing as much acid from the body. He was taken to surgery right away to remove the backlog of fecal matter and relieve his abdominal pressure. No no wonder, Adam, you stayed away from... Speaking uh... of two liters, (laughs) a significant fecal disimpaction was performed manually under general anesthesia Approximately two liters of feces was removed. (laughs) Four days later, he was uh, able to leave the intensive care unit, though it took him another two weeks before he was able to walk again. But now he's starting his road to recovery. (laughs) Those are good times, Tommy. For him it is. (laughs) Not for my stomach. There goes breakfast, Adam. Bad times. (laughs) Adam, I'm just going to say that this is another successful disaster. This is a special episode with the return of Jay. Yeah. Actually, actually sitting in, yeah. contributing. Is, that was, it's been, how long has it been? Oh, wow. Maybe I don't know. a year. I, think, I don't these, even know. No, I think December was the last. Was it? Just before he was going to move. So, yeah. And and when we got to the third birthday, he didn't haul ass. He stayed. Oh, yeah. Well, I <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> what the frijoles came around, he was out the door. It's like, I'm gone. <laughs> Well, you got anything else, Tommy? Uh, but I have nothing else. 
I don't, even, I don't even want to look at the time marker right now. Oh, I'm sure it's good. <laughs> the I'm, sun's out, dude. I'm sure it's only been like an hour and a half, hour 15. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Yes, sir. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is August 28th, 2021, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah! Richard to Kansas. Dadakoa Promotion. Harry Beaver. Never go for retard.